Though your heart is aching, smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by if you smile through your fear and sorrow. And happy Sunday afternoon, people. We got a special guest here sitting with me live at the bar, the Juicy Bar again. The man goes by a lot of different names. We traveled down the street from our last previous guest to pick this dude up. He lives in Chicta, Vegas as well. He goes by Uncle Jer, the prototype. Uh, prototypical juice box because that's what we do together. I don't. Uh, what, what other nicknames you got? Uh, the man, the one, the only, the original. I don't know. All forty-seven thousand. I feel like you got a lot more than that. Yeah. Probably. But uh, Jeremy Dobias sitting down with us, um, and we're we're also gonna have uh, Jake Mages, the Capital Safe, the Big Page Mage, joining us as well, hosting this as we do a little style interview with. Uh, the prototype and he talks pretty much every topic that we talked about in the past few episodes Facts. so he's just going to give us a little insight on all the the stuff that we recap uh mr dobias how you doing i'm great how are you i'm doing good happy sunday 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 and sunday and sunday and even better in a couple weeks uh we're gonna have some uh, football action on these sundays too and it actually feels like it's legit gonna happen we're i know. pushing we're pushing through the home stretch is here um it's and now chills my nipples are hard i'm ready to go fantasy leagues are kicking off i finally got out of the muck and got mine going uh speaking of fantasy football you uh you just had your first draft yesterday yeah i did uh it was a three-round draft um I would kind of call it a rookie draft because that's mostly who everybody takes dynasty style. Um, did pretty well. I started the day with one team and completely changed it to make it mine. Yeah. Uh, so this was a takeover team. You didn't play. You didn't have this team until the beginning of this offseason. Correct. Draft yeah. Time. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is great. I love the first listener. Oh, that name is pretty awesome. Um, Big Page Mage, you with us? I am here. I'm here, oh, big dogs. Yeah. What's going on? What up, though? Another another day, another dollar. Another one. Jake Mages, um, after this, I have to talk to you because I have so oh. much more respect for you now. Oh, okay. We'll <laughs> 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 uh, leave it at that. Yeah, dude, that was legit. Right. I'm just going to leave it at that. I love right, every right. second. Um, fantasy football so we're in a league together um and that is finally kicked off um we actually just got the last draft pick situated um as to who's drafting where this morning um so the text will be rolling out this evening and uh trades are gonna start going um people are gonna start wheeling and dealing i already know that Three people have asked me for my brother's number, who's got the number over the number one overall pick, and he's got some pretty studly keepers. I don't know how he finished in last place, truthfully, um, but uh, we're, we're going to be moving and grooving in that league. I'm excited, dude. I don't even know how I didn't finish in first place in that fucking league. <laughs> Jeez, man, we got thanks, suck thanks, it. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, fuck you, Mages. Suck it. Guy has a hundred thousand. His other guys have nothing. Just makes sense. It's just not my. <laughs> It happens. That's yeah. fantasy football. 
I will say, I don't think I've paid in your league uh, any year we've played. That's true. Yeah. So we always have like weekly, uh, weekly high points gets 10 bucks back. Um, it's only a $50 league. We've always done it 50 for it's that keep four um, redraft style. I, I feel like it's a good flow. It's like a different alternative compared to all the other leagues that we're in. Um, and I know mages, you've got a few that you're in that we're not in, which I feel like we got to yeah. fix that. I know <laughs> we got to on with that, Jer. <laughs> we'll talk. Dude, yeah. We'll talk. Friggin'. So, I picked up this league um, and was excited about it. The team was pretty pretty good. Um, it had it had big pieces. It did. It it was like a guy who couldn't do it anymore because he's having more kids, and he's like, eh, this really isn't my scene anymore, and with everything going on. I was like, fair enough. I'll take it. Uncle Jerry will step up to the plate for you. So it was a very good team, but it didn't feel like my team. So I made a bunch of trades. I started off with zero picks and ended up with having six in yesterday's draft. Um, three but, rounds. Yeah, three rounds. So twelve team, three round. Uh, dude, this shit sucked because half the people weren't there, and the dude who won last year is drafting for these fucking guys and snaked all the dudes right in front of me. And I knew for facts that they would not have taken any of these. That's dudes. harsh. Yep. that's dirty yep, yep, and yep, harsh. Yep. yep. And then to think that he might be able to snag like a couple of those dudes in exactly. trades. That's tough. The worst thing that's in fantasy tough. football at a draft. That I hear is best available. Yeah. That shit pisses me off. Especially so in a dynasty or a keeper style. Yeah. Like there's no such thing as best available. You already got like pieces to your roster that you already know. Oh my there's God. no such thing as best available. Brutal. Um you're you're already people are building out their rosters and drafting <clears throat> in different ways for a reason. Um that's what makes dynasties kind of important. Yeah, it's um, true. In, in terms of trades too and value like yeah there is a thing of best available quote unquote to take oh wow this name's still sitting here in the seventh round but i mean everybody's opinion on that i mean it's the seventh eighth i mean so how many people do you keep uh like 20 something so it's so, like the 30th oh, round yeah, or whatever so, so that you real snagging a dude so realistically like you're taking rookies because nobody else is out there but I will say there are some diamonds out there. They're in the rough waiting for me to snag them up. Especially for this season with like COVID and whatnot. Like there's going to be a lot more diamonds that I, I feel are going to be out there. Um, that, that you, you might not get value out of the first six weeks, but they might have a lot of value later on. So I had one five in this draft running backs all went before me. That's like no brainer. It's Hilaire Taylor Dobbins, but that's more for dynasty next year. Yep. Um, and then Swift was taken, which I was wow. like, I was like, maybe I take Acres. Like, Ooh. I was like, ah, I should just do this. So my running backs are Kamara, uh, Chubb, Delvin Cook, and Connor. So I was like, I need a receiver. You could so use you, that fourth guy, but yeah. Like, so you you, you play three wideouts, right? And I had two. So my wideouts were Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson. Your Ooh. league. Boom, boom, boom. Like that's Jared's team right there. Jared's team. Um, so boys. you have to play three. My next guy is Danny fucking Amendola. <laughs> exactly. So I drafted Judy at one five, right? Took Judy. Was super happy with it. I was like, I don't really, I'd rather have like Lamb or Rager or something. But I was like, we'll just see how it goes and then take it from there. So, like, realistically, Rager and Judy, in my personal opinion, are separated by points. Yeah. Um, but that's because Judy's going to start. Lamb will start. Rager's going to start. Michael Pittman's going to start. Yep. Um, so, 
shouldn't be saying all this, but <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, yeah. I feel like a lot of what so, you're saying is already common, common yeah. knowledge, except for the fact that the rookies uh, haven't had that time to develop the chemistry. So I think Jerry Judy probably out of everyone is the solid guy to take that. You can almost take to the bank of yeah. whether he has chemistry or not. He's still going to be productive. He might have drops. He might run the wrong route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to fall on him. He's still going to produce numbers wise. So I think that's a solid take dude. So like, I'm glad I asked this question right before the draft. I was like, when do quarterbacks normally go in these leagues? And they said second round. They're like, Kyler Murray went in the second round last year. I was like, all right. So I got a shot at Burrow. That's <laughs> what you're saying. So they're like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So I took Judy, needed a wide out. So that fills in that spot. Then I wanted fucking Rager, and I knew I was going to get him. But Mr. Best Available pops up and says, oh, Jalen Rager looks okay. Like, Sweet dude, like right before me snakes him. So I took Burrow. I took Burrow at two one. Had to sets up my future. My other guys are Mayfield, uh, Matt Ryan, and Roethlisberger. Okay. So I was like, do you take another young dude? Yeah. And then I was like, so I had two five as well, and I'm like, all right, I'll get Michael Pittman here. No problem. Nobody's that guy's on nobody's radar. Mister Best Available, right at two four. Michael fucking Pittman Jr. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is horrible. I mean, it's gonna it, it's gonna happen. That's how drafts. I'm not gonna say they always work, but that's that's how they work. Um, it just sucks because having one guy draft his own team and two other teams, two others or three like that's that's crappy. It really is. Um, and honestly, I'd rather go to like a, a maybe a vote. Um, a group vote instead of like uh, one person having that sole responsibility. Cause at that point, like the, there, there's investment money involved. That guy has got like the inside word of who people might like on his team so that he can snag those people for trades. Um, I, I just, yeah, dude, I was talking to my boy Norby B wart and friggin. I was like, dude, this is like one of the worst run leagues I've ever fucking yeah, been a part tough. of in my entire I've life. I've also never heard of a league that the the commish doesn't load the rosters up after dude, the draft. Yeah, I've never oh my seen god, mages before. Mages fucking Yo. I I have to I have to pick up the guys for myself. The 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 league com, the commish doesn't even put them on my team for me. Fucking Carter Llewellyn. God damn, man. What? <laughs> so then cold. I took Burrow at two five. I was like I was like, maybe I just take two and oh. Maybe just fucking take two of don't care. So then I ended up drafting who? Um I took more running backs. I took all fucking running backs. Uh I took AJ Dillon, McFarlane, because I had James Conner and Benny Snell just on the off chance, you know. Um two five. Who the hell did I take? But I took Jordan Love in the third round just for dynasty purposes. Well, I mean, that's that's going to be solid value if you've already got Burrow um, for next season. That's that's trade bait. That, yeah. that, that's Jeremy so, W.S.'s wheelhouse. So honestly, that's young, youthful trade bro. bait. Mm. Yeah, honestly, dude, it's funny you say that. I did that. Like, I took all those RBs and, like, the quarterbacks because I'm going to trade because I need another solid oh, yeah. receiver. And there's one guy in particular that I am very fond of trading with in that league, and that's your brother-in-law, Fucking Kyle Sikorsky candle. I'm sorry. You got the shaft on the Adams Cooper trade. But other than that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Actually, we're going to talk about this. Dude, I so, did give him a lot of listeners and Mixon, though. A lot of a lot of listeners that will somewhat know a lot of the group. Uh, people that we're talking about. Um, fantasy football-wise. Uh, I'm not going to say names or who's owning of which players. Um, but Mr. Mages, <laughs> give me your take. If somebody, come, take. somebody give. Okay. Let's say, hypothetically, <clears throat> I come to you. 
I've got Devontae uh, Adams. I look over your roster and I say, would you take Devontae Adams for Amari Cooper? What are you saying? Yeah, I'm saying yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, did you have yes. to think any longer? No, because no. Uh, and any, no any like way you want to look at it, Devontae Adams is better than Amari uh, Cooper. Yeah. In my eyes. Well, that that uh that happened in this league, and Jeremy ended up scoring uh Adams for Cooper. So oh, no. steal. <laughs> Hashtag steal. Originally I had Elliot, uh who I really like. I really like Ezekiel Elliott, but I thought as you, you you got rid of that dude. So I thought I could like he gave me the most return. Yeah, for sure. So I had Kamara, Mixon, Elliot, Juju, Cooper, and uh who else? <laughs> I don't know, regardless. So, um, oh, Odell Beckham. Yeah, Odell. So I got Beckham from said person we were just talking about and some twos, which was great because I wanted the picks. Yeah. So then I ended up flipping Elliott and Beckham for Robinson, Nick Chubb, and more twos. So I was like, basically, the Robinson Beckham was like flopping dudes. But I really like Alan Robinson, to be honest, he's got more upside. So do we. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, <laughs> Mr. Mages? Oh, <laughs> uh, we love uh, some A-Rob around Dude, here. A- AR-12, man. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm going to, you know what? If I win, I'm buying that jersey, and I'm going to sign it for me. I, I'm at the point now where the more I think <laughs> about him, I really think he has the potential. Uh, the, there's the one thing that we talk about every damn episode when we talk about A-Rob. He's got that quarterback that's going to weigh him down a bit. But that dude could be a top five receiver this year. But I, mean, I know it's a hot take. I think he really could finish top dude, five. I agree. That even, team's going to be behind all even, the time. This guy has never yeah. had a legit quarterback. Yep, never. And he, last year, like, did you watch the NFL Top 100 at all, either of you? Uh, I, I peeked it here and there. Bit. I didn't actually watch episodes. How the, but I, how the fuck did DK Metcalf finish over, yeah. like, Allen Robinson? Robinson had, what, 90-something catches, 1,200 yards, and, a, like, seven uh, to so ten touchdowns or something. The, the one reason I'll tell you I don't watch it, and I literally just usually read articles about who finished where, <laughs> um, is I hate the the – the way the players break down silly ways of voting for somebody over other people, they always like are very uh, political, but very like, yo, this guy. And so somebody like Metcalf is getting that hype of being a first a rookie who's ripped and coming out of college. Yeah. He's got all these photos. Yeah, yeah. And like some of these dudes didn't even play against the guy and are just like, man, I, I'm all about this hype. But yet, when you play against Allen Robinson, you're like, damn, I can't cover this dude. He's running precise routes and he's got solid hands. I mean, Metcalf, I, it, it's not even – I mean, Metcalf has potential to go and grow over Allen Robinson, yeah. but I don't think it's close. All right, so let me ask you a question, both of you. In your personal opinion, receiver-wise, because I love me my receivers, mm-hmm. who is the best route runner you have ever seen play football? <sighs> oh, Profe- my God. Professionally. Best route runner. Mine's easy. I can tell you I mean, straight I got, up. I got, I got like three in my head. I'm trying to there's, wait down. There's one guy and then – like the other guy right below him. I'm telling you, man, Chad Johnson, number 85. That guy so, is legitimately the best uh, route runner I would I've ever down. seen play football. I would knock him down a bit. And the only reason I would say that is he, he was in game situations. He was a solid route runner. But I think the guy, when he went to the Patriots, realized that maybe he had it a little easier since he and but I mean, who was, wise. Who was throwing to him? Palmer, when he was good. And then he got hurt. And then who'd they have? I can't even. Brian Fitzpatrick? 
I mean, they had a lot. Yeah, of they, they had just as bad as freaking Cleveland almost. Uh, Reggie Wayne. Was he there? Reggie Kitna Wayne was, also was there? my second. Yeah, John Kitna. Yep, Kitna. Yep, yep. Um, oh I, I, so Reggie Wayne came to mind, and I don't know. I haven't seen enough, but film wise, I always loved watching Jerry Rice cat, like run routes. That but guy's, he had like a guy's different. He had like a three. He had like three different routes that he would run yes. almost all the time, and I feel like that was the Mon- Joe Montana just knew where he was, and so did Steve Young. But yeah, and it was just him precisely, and he he could run a route, and they could throw behind him, and he was still snagging it. But I mean, I I think Reggie Wayne. I love me some Reggie Wayne. I, I, and I, I think Jerry Rice is my top two. What do you got, Mages? Jerry was legit. Uh, well, you know, I was thinking this whole time you guys were talking, and, and you know, my 49er bias would, would, would have me pick Jerry Rice, not just because of the 49er, but, but because he's probably the best player that I've seen on film because I wasn't really, you know, he's probably alive the best to player. Prime. Yeah. He's probably the best player uh, of all time, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could easily make that argument. And, you know, uh, Marvin Harrison comes to mind for me because uh, he was doing stuff. Um, uh, I mean, uh, there's really a lot, like all the great receivers we were watching from like, from like 2000, 2010 were all fantastic. Really. When you really just look at it. Yeah. But I mean, like you're talking like Megatron, uh, Brandon Marshall, like who else? Uh, Andre Johnson. um, Yeah. But they weren't great route runners. They were just. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Those guys, oh, okay. Larry Fitz, dude. They, those guys were like, just throw it up. They'll got, they'll get it. Like Calvin Johnson, that guy was a fucking freak. He was. I don't think so ever good. somebody like. Him. I agree that that dude had speed, height, reach. Like his ball, tra- like tracking skills were off the and charts. So that, that's the number one thing that I, when I think of Megatron, I think of the ball tracking, the hand-eye oh coordination God. that he put together for some of those passes were like and to be able to not only hand-eye coordination to the ball but he was using defender's hands There's and like, was able to like cut his hand yeah. around it it's was like insane. five guys on this dude every time absolutely like, insane matt stafford just be like uh, okay and it would work and it would be a great it, play it, my God, it really i absolutely hate hearing any commentator compare a receiver to, to calvin, calvin johnson because I, I i just don't yeah. see anybody having the freak attributes that that guy actually truthfully had yeah um i it just doesn't even it's no comparison like nobody comes close today i agree no um and you know what's no even crazier is this guy had he, he retired on his own terms you know he was always banged up um every single time and the one season he did play fully Fucking had two thousand yards, almost I mean, two thousand yards. He was playing. He was playing hurt like all the time. I mean, he was a beast. You'll I, never, you'll never. I in a million years, I never thought anybody would catch Jerry on a single season receiving. And Jerry did it in fucking twelve games. So Calvin Johnson did it, and like, dude, like that record will never be touched now because guys are all fucking pusses now, and they like they're so like offenses are crazy where they have. 45 guys now that can be plugged in at any point instead of just your one staple guy who's I, there that's, day in, day that's out. the point right there is the pro uh, like, yeah. like, <laughs> like the pro uh-huh. uh, back in the day which i actually want to talk about on um, the sfl jeremy you just like megatron that's the difference between this day and age of the nfl and back then is those teams rode one big 
a big guy, a guy that they can really true. go to. They're very, very um, much so. The, the athleticism of this day and age of any sport, um, practically hockey, baseball, it, it's there are standout players that are just all stars <laughs> and freaks and really good. Yeah. But the 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 gap is so much closer now. Yeah, it's true. Um, and teams are, I mean, they've read the the book of, hey, I can't keep going to this one guy. I've got to spread the ball around. Yeah. And I, that's why you probably will never see somebody break a lot of those big-time records that we've seen. Like, even fucking running backs-wise, those dudes last, what, four or five years now? If, they never, they'll if, never get paid. That, <laughs> they, they don't get paid now. And, like, no one, you know, like, Danny and Tomlinson had, like, 35 touchdowns or 32 touchdowns in a season. Like, yeah, that's more, that's more than quarterbacks throw. Yeah. Which yep. is fucking crazy. This dude ran what he had 25 rushing touchdowns and like 10 receiving or something. I mean, it really like, comes down to they're mad at like those games, those seasons for these guys are like Madden seasons where you just, you could force feed a guy and the team defense will just not it's know like, who to go after. Dude, it's like playing tech mobile. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just keep like yeah. Bo Jackson, like LT was Bo Jackson for a season. Yeah, 100% truth. That is the truth. I mean, I mean, if you just put things in perspective, like the average offense, you know, you could, you could argue the greatest show on turf was really like the, you know what NFL offenses are modeling after now because when they were a thing way back when you know we're like holy crap you know we got Kurt Warner Marshall Falk then you got Torrey Holt Isaac Bruce you know all three guys can catch the ball run routes or now that's your standard NFL offense like you need all these guys to pass to you need yeah. your running backs to catch you need your tight ends to run routes you need you need all these different things now to be complex and you can't just have one it, it's got to be every guy like you got to have two guys that are getting like you know 50 plus catches or something like that that's your that's the standard um, motto now for NFL. Yeah, it's true. That's a solid point. But what's also crazy about that is even like the greatest show on turf, Marshall Falk never came off the field. And if he did, it was to tie his shoelaces. Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, those guys were playing every I down. Love, I love me so, some big games. The, I mean, the, those, those yeah. two receivers both had over 100 catches in a season. And that was because of the fact that Nobody, I mean, you didn't, didn't I think Ricky Prohl was like third, third <laughs> string receiver. And not yeah, even, I mean, he was so. a really good third receiver, let's be honest. I'm not knocking the guy, but well, I mean, yeah. I mean, their, their leading receiver or their third receiver was Marshall Falk. Yes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but it's so, funny, yeah. funny you bring up Greatest Show on Turf Majors. I actually just saw um, something before we started this. Um, does anybody know who was the only person in NFL history to do MVP and win the Super Bowl? Yeah, that was Kurt Warner. It's fucking Kurt Warner, yeah. man. Yep, that season. Jesus. That was in like 90-something. Yep. And that was... That's nuts. That would have been... Was that like his second season out of the XFL? Or no, it wasn't the X. Was He was in the arena football league. Yeah. That was like his second season out, right? Well, he... I'm pretty sure he um, was in the arena or uh, Canada, maybe? Yeah. And then he quit. And was bagging groceries, and then he called him, and then he was a fucking Super Bowl quarterback. Like, that's insane. I mean, I, I remember seeing him when, and this is going back for all of you Buffalo fans, I remember what, when what? The, the Buffalo Destroyers um, yeah. played, and Kurt Warner played against them and lit them up. He was out by the second quarter bench sitting because they were up like six <laughs> points. They destroyed, oh and the Buffalo Destroyers were terrible. It's they true. didn't have no 
I'm pretty sure they had dudes that were coming out of UB that were washed up for five years, didn't touch a football. Uh, that's 100% accurate. And it was rough <laughs> to watch these guys. And But, I mean, it was fun. It was a, it was an interesting league. But Kurt Warner came in here, and he was on, like, the Barnstormers. Or yeah, some random-ass team. And he was a beast. Yeah. That, that, was, that was an NFL player playing amongst boys. Yes, a man amongst boys. A beast amongst men or whatever fucking – Speaking of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, dude. All right, let me ask you guys. If you had a fantasy roster, right, straight fantasy football uh, roster, okay, you had one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end. What is your all-time fantasy team that you drafted that you loved most that would fit that scheme? Dude, I have I have six teams every year. I couldn't even. But I mean, like, so how long have you been doing fantasy? Jesus, Majors, you answer first. Oh uh, <laughs> like, like, really, like getting into it. I started it in 2015. Okay. I've been doing fantasy since I was 10, and I'm 31 now. This is my 21st year doing fantasy football. <laughs> I mean, so we're talking football, right? Because, like, I actually, my, a lot of people probably don't know this. My first fantasy league was hockey. Um, and that was, that was big in my family. Uh, my cousins, my uncle, uh, we, if they're ever, if you guys listen, shout out, thanks. Um, the Lowry uh, Hockey League was one of the funny, the, the best things I ever did as a kid. Um, but I, I got, I started that at like 13, 14. They invited me, played a few seasons, did decent. Um, I ended up pulling out like a second place and then became a child and kind of neglected it. And they were like, yo, you're getting the boot. You're not making enough moves. You're not doing stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I got kicked. I ended up getting invited back. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> kind of a thing with me. Um, Friends speaking about then, our family. The league, the league kind of folded because fantasy football grew yeah. like so heavily and we had a fantasy hockey league and a fantasy football <laughs> league. Um, and I've been in that football league for a while, but football, I probably would say I started around 15, 16 um, where I was actually legit playing, not just drafting a roster and kind of letting it sit and do maybe like one touch each week. Dude, I'm um, telling you if, 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 all right, for the, for the manly men out there who think that fantasy football men. is like Uh-oh. a man's thing. You're full of shit. Fantasy football was made by nerds. I'm still a fucking nerd. I'm this nerd. is what I do. And like, that, that's you want to know how much say. of a nerd I am? I knew that fucking Kurt Warner played for the Iowa Barnstormers, baby. <laughs> I just looked it oh up and Lord. fucking proud of myself. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. I, I, I'm pretty sure I have the ticket still probably upstairs. Um, I looked it up. <laughs> he played for the Iowa Barnstormers. And I'm like, you. All right, so Majus, how long you been? You said 2015. So how long you been doing fantasy football? So this will be my 16th year. 16th. This will be my sixth year. Yeah, sixties. Yeah. So if you had your all-time fantasy quarterback from all the teams, every single fantasy quarterback, like who is your guy? Where you look back on that season, we're like, fuck, this guy was great. Cam Newton. Same, bro. <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would be – I actually had a freaking solid team that year um, that Cam went off. 
um, I had Cam that year. I would also say Jimmy. This is like a, this isn't my like all time, but I will say like as to a run, um, I scooped up Jimmy G um, later uh, that first season uh, in San Fran when he got traded, and that dude won me my my work league by didn't he, didn't he tear his ACL the first year? Uh, no, that was like he the first six game year he played. Oh, he had that. Yeah. He, remember, okay. he got traded and he he ended yeah. up playing. Oh, like yeah. they were rotating, and then he ended up joining in and playing. And he he finished off the rest of the season. He did get hurt at the end, um, but yeah. that guy solely. Well, him and AB like won that league for me, and Larry Fitz. I, that's why I got that pops figure, baby. Yeah, as my trophy. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I will say, like quarterback wise, I've had. Um, uh, whatchamacallit, I had Cam Newton, but in a, that's my boy right These here. These are my, I, I purposely <laughs> buy Pops figures I'm pretty for sure my I bought that for you, didn't I? As a memory, yeah, I'm pretty sure you got this one for me, but I, I literally have these Pops figures as a memory of, and this at some point hopefully will win me a, yeah, uh, this will be a trophy or a memory, but I got the Larry oh. Fitz right here. This is for my win in the, <laughs> in the Ingram Micro League. <laughs> I got this guy. We want, remember we drove out purposely yeah. to go hunt this guy. Mages, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if you were here, uh, this guy just pulled a bag out of nowhere <laughs> and just is pulling like, all these pops out. I hate that <laughs> That's guy. That's fantastic. Um, so the only reason uh, I have this one for the record, he said, I hate that guy. <laughs> it's Finn Baylor, but it's the demon. demon. Oh, man. That's, that was I a only, special edition. If I'm yes. I only wanted this one. I have two. I have one in a box and I opened this no, one to yours, put on my desk. Exactly. And this guy, I love it because it's the demon we've talked about in previous episodes, or maybe it's always a conversation that me and uh, Mr. Mages have. This guy will forever be locked in my heart and my head. The fact that he came out with the chainsaw at that takeover. Yeah, that was, yes. That was yes. Yeah. So back to back to football. Anyways, uh, dude. I so I had, I had Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers fifty touchdown pass year, and Cam Newton when he was a rookie. Two quarterback league, same team. Fire! Jesus. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers always holds a soft spot in my heart. Uh, one of the first mm-hmm. quarterbacks I've ever taken was Kyle Bowler that I remember <laughs> when he was a rookie. I'm not going that far. Um, all right, let me ask you this. Do you Running remember back, LT? Yeah, uh, LT okay, was the guy. So- I, I got him in one draft. I got him third, and it was disgusting that I got him third. <laughs> By the way, um, Aegis, I bought a Cam Newton Patriots jersey. Just FYI. Boom. I love it. Um, so, <laughs> I yeah. was bought one. Uh, I remember playing a guy who had Jamal Lewis and Priest Holmes the Oof. year Priest Holmes broke the touchdown record, and then mm. Lewis had the 2,000 yards, yeah. which was like one of the best like combinations of dudes you can honestly get. Yeah. But running back wise, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I was always a receiver guy. I always took those high big dick receivers. I was zero RB before zero RB was a thing. So like. Oh. Guys who stand out to me who've been on championship teams, Marion Barber, Cowboys running back. Wow. He had the greatest two-yard run I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> that's true. Um, and then – I got LT and that's it. I had my, my man, the law firm, uh, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. Always love that guy. He won me a championship. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew before he was Maurice Jones-Drew. And just MGD. Maurice – he was just Maurice Drew. Playing my brother in the family mm. league championship, my man fell down, stood up, and rumbled for a seventy-yard touchdown. I went, 
Uh, but Brian Westbrook was one of my guys too. I always had that guy. That was my buddy. Never, never, never had faith in that guy. That guy screwed me one season. Just never went back. Purple Jesus was always a guy too. I love me some AP all day. AP, AP was a guy, but after he started getting like really hot, like I couldn't get my hands on him. Um, somebody I never owned that we just talked about, Calvin Johnson. Never, never, ever, ever owned him. I had that guy like every year. <laughs> I could never get him. Um, I, I actually had somebody that you hate a lot. Uh, I, I, I drafted Heinz Ward a shit ton. In Don't even get me started on that fucking guy. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! He, oh, he, I know you hate him. That's a lot. on the top hate list. There's only one guy who supplanted that spot and is cemented forever in the top hate spot of the prototypes fucking fantasy career, actually, which is Andrew Motherfucking Luck. Fuck you, oh, Andrew Luck. Okay. Yes. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> I was gonna say I know. So Jeremy Dobias and I go back fifty years at this point. Truthfully, we go back sixteen Ish. plus, almost yeah, seventeen probably. years. Um. And yeah, were, I know a still in lot high of things about this dude. You're I was still in a, high school, right? I was a sophomore in high school when we met. So I was like you were a junior. junior. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's and, <laughs> Yeah. So I, I know like when I, I know certain things to say or do and dude, I can get such, you agitated. Such garbage. So I knew Heinz Ward. Ward. I that was a guy I for some reason I always yeah. it, I actually had a team of Reggie Wayne, Heinz Ward. And I'm trying to think of my third receiver. It was just disgusting. I, I never changed my flex. It was I had those three just running gauntlets over teams. I hate oh, Heinz Ward. So dude, that fun. fucking smile. But I guess that's what heels do. Do they not? They just get under your fucking skin and try and stir shit up. But that's what he did. Do Very true. So, Majors, what you got for RBs over there? Who's, who are your top guys? Oh, man. I only got one guy similar to Brendan. Uh, let me, so let me tell you. So, well, actually, before we even get to that, Andrew fucking Luck retired <laughs> the night before our draft, and I kept him in a $100 buy-in league. So Andrew Luck can fucking go to Stuck hell. Dick. And he, it's, uh, God, I cannot stand him. He's a, such a piece of crap. But anyway. Um, Dude, let me tell you. I've. Yeah, go ahead. So I, I know with fucking Andrew Luck. All right. So the year, so I made the, so we were in an auction league, right? For, uh-huh. I don't know, probably almost a decade there, right? So mm-hmm. we, every time I made the championship, I made the championship like every fucking year. All right. Mm-hmm. Played against Andrew Luck. He had a bajillion. I was like, fuck you, asshole. Next year, I drafted that guy. He had the fucking spleen injury, so he was out for the entire yeah. fucking year. Then yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll take this guy one more time. Traded for him in the auction fucking championship because I was like, Luck's been throwing it down in the entire playoffs. He had 40s every week, blah, blah, blah. This guy fucking hit zero. He threw two picks and went out of the game. I lost by two fucking points. Oh, two points. No. Two points. It was fucking bad. Jesus Christ. Oh, and then Lord. and then he fucking retired. I'm like, thank fuck. Because now I don't have to be worried about this guy ever, ever again. Uh, vice versa. I, Mr. Major. I, I, I it's got to it's gonna, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a, an Andrew Luck shit show, and I don't want it to become that. But so you know, running backs, I only have one. The, uh, this this guy right here has never been available to be drafted in my league for the past eight years, and I and I took over about five years ago ish, and I've still kept him. He's been on my roster every year. I okay. love him to death. That is Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, you know what, Love Bell. I was just gonna say that. I bet you it's Love Bell. He took it the is. year off, and it was like, okay. 
And then you think he'd come back well-rested. But I will say, Lev Bell this year, looking legit. Just saying. That's true. It's true. I love me some Lev Bell. I, 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 he's my, he's almost my ride or die. Yeah, Lev Bell, dude. I mean, Steelers wise, how could you get away from that fucking guy? You know what I, I mean? Know. He was so good. That's true. It was unreal. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think Lev Bell went to the wrong team. Truthfully. Well, Adam Gase just fucking kills everybody. Yeah. He had one good season with Peyton Manning, and like you had fucking Peyton Manning. Yeah, I'm saying. I mean, I liked I him. To, I, I heard there were rumblings of him going to the Colts way back back when that was happening. I thought that was great, but then Andrew Luck retired, so good thing he didn't. But you know, I um, no, look, but you, you see know, that. I, I thought that I mean, was the best spot. for That could him. be a great spot if you were there at this point. Well, I agree. Not anymore. I thought, I I thought mean, that but yeah, no, yeah, dude, Love Bell, that was legit. I, I honestly, I've had him Jets Love Bell. I've never had him Steelers Love Bell. Oh no, that's not oh. true. I had him in the auction league. Uh, I had him. That's actually not true because you traded that dude to me. Remember in my league? I did. I remember that. And somehow I got him back. Yeah. It all comes full circle. I'm, it does. I'll never so, forget that fateful day. He was facing the Bills, and it was snowing out, and he got two hundred twenty-four yeah. combined total yards and three touchdowns. That was, that yep. was miraculous. Yeah, that was great. Had that dude. Yeah, that that's like a white Christmas. That was that was one of those <laughs> matchups where you have Lev Bell, and you're like, man, I love rooting for the Bills, but come on, Lev Bell, and he was tearing it up. You were just yeah, exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, I was loving it. League, I was, I was loving it. You know what brings up terrible feelings? Um, remember when I lost on a fucking coin toss oh, my at God. Gates? I almost lost my shit. Do we want to go into this story? No, okay. well, that's for another case. All right, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take a. St- I got a story. So my first year in the league, I go seven and zero. Oh. I I'm 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 racking. I'm dominating. That's the first time it's ever been done, by the way, and it's the only time. So you know, I, I'm dominating. You know, I start to fall off a little bit. You know, Cam Newton's kind of carrying me a little bit, but you know, the other guys, I got Lev Bell, who's been a monster. You know, like always. And you know, I, I got this. And then the first playoff comes. It's against my father. And, you know, I'm looking at my lineup and I have two. My biggest choice was either David Johnson, who was an IR move for somebody. I can't remember. And or um, uh, D'Angelo Williams, who was who uh, I think Lev Bell got hurt again. So, so you know, this was the William. Had, are you talking D'Angelo Williams when he fucking scored like four touchdowns in, in like that game? Because no, I, I got, uh, I got it's actually the opposite. He was. Uh, I, I'll remember this. I'll always remember this. D'Angelo Williams was, was facing the Denver Broncos, whose defense was was stout, you know, as, as ever. And and I, for some reason, I thought, man, I should play him instead of playing David Johnson Sunday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, D'Angelo Williams got me two points. I lost by like four, I think. And then uh, David Johnson got 187 total combined yards and three touchdowns against the Eagles on a Sunday night. So that was. Uh, that sucked. I I lost, and I would have won the Super Bowl too if if, uh, if I went against the other yeah. person in the matchup. Of course, so that I mean that's what it always comes down to. A dude uh, that that D'Angelo Williams is a name. That was a dude I hated. Um, I could yeah. not stand the carousel back in the day in Carolina with him and uh, who who was he rotate? Jonathan Stewart, Jay Stewart, yeah. Um, it, it was always like if I had Jonathan Stewart, it was D'Angelo Williams' time. If it, if I had I D'Angelo know, Williams, yeah. it was Jonathan Stewart's time. D'Angelo there was Williams, two or three seasons of that just fucking. Williams had that one fucking amazing season, and then they paid him, and then he was shit. And then yeah. Jonathan Stewart stepped yeah. up, and then just always hurt, always hurt. And then you're like, <laughs> how do I get away from that? Was like 
running back by committee before running back by committee was a fucking thing in the NFL. Now we have every team has 47 running backs minus like four or five. And it's just like, this is fucking horrible. It's horrible. I agree. I yeah, agree. dude. Oh, my God. Um, so wide receivers, you guys got two two wideouts that were like your boys. Heinz Ward is one. Stupid. I know. And Larry, Larry Fitz. Larry Fitz is always, you know this, I would ask to trade. You would be like, dude, you want that guy? All right. That was I, Connie's boy, too. That actually. was Connie's guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, as to a PPR machine, anytime I was in a PPR league, Larry Fitz was not a guy I drafted um, almost all the time and somehow would wheel and deal and get the guy. <laughs> Um, and, and, but he was always value. Like guys really were like, he's my two, three guy. He was a very cheap guy to get on the regular, um, that he produced. And I mean, last season he didn't do that great. I didn't have a full stock in him, but I mean, that was, that was a guy I was like gung ho about every year. Yep. Dude, I'm telling you, uh, Red Wayne always had that guy. Always had Marvin Harrison too. I was, I always had Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson's a guy I used to go after a lot. Uh, and then, like, TJ Hushmanzada when he was, like, that did, that dude was hauling in hundreds of catches for a quick span, and I like that guy. He was a good he was a good uh, wide receiver, too. I just realized That's that true. I did a terrible job naming the episode because I thought we were going to talk a bit more about wrestling and Mario Party. We've I mean, wait 40 minutes about <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, up the fantasy. All right, so receiver-wise, time has flown by. So you said Heinz Ward, okay? Mages, yeah. Mages, what you got? Uh, uh, receiver-wise, I'll make it. I'll make it. You know, receivers. I haven't really had the. You know, they kind of alternate for me. Uh, AJ Green was one I, I had quite a bit yeah. for, for a while. Yeah. Trade, and, trade and, him for uh, a first overall pick <laughs> in the league, and then gets hurt in the preseason. Hey, Ouch. Hey, hey, hey! I got Joe Mixon off him. I don't care. <laughs> it worked out for me, but uh, you know. There was that, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Doug Baldwin was a sneaky one where it's like you oh, know Doug not a lot of people like expected him to be good, but like he would always yeah. put up numbers and he was always like in the top like ten or whatever. It was just yeah. no, I always got an MVP quarterback like that needs a top dude like that. True that. Yeah. Yes, ba- Baldwin's yes. a stud. He, he was a stud. He really tight was. Tight end wise, who you got? Quick. Oh man, tight tight. I'll go real tight quick. Ends are I, Tight ends, I, I have a horrible history of tight ends. I've not found a great tight end yet, me personally. My, my best one that I wrote out with was Delaney Walker. Okay. Yeah, but he, he, he had big seasons. Very good seasons. Yeah, that's I, true. I, He's just very, like, up and down, Delaney. I remember, um, and this, it, this would be similar, never really was a good drafter of tight ends. Always would try to find, like, the guy that hit, hit it off big. Um, Kittle, I ended up having luck with. But back in the day, um, I used to also do the same thing with Larry Fitzgerald where I would wheel and deal. And some reason, Gonzalez, Anthony Gonzalez, I was able to snag that dude. Tony G, man. Like, that, Ooh. for some reason, I could snag that guy off of a team trade-wise, like, no problem. And I mean that guy produced. I I never liked him personally. I don't even care for him as a commentator. But the guy produced, and I always liked to have him on my team. I had uh, Antonio Gates was my big guy. Um, I could never get him. See, Antonio Gates was dude, like super. He was too high, dude. Your son's crying right now because I you like Heinz Ward. I'm pretty sure that's why that's the thing. <laughs> but dude, uh, Antonio Gates, like I had him. So in this Greg's league. I had Cam Newton his fucking rookie year, which was amazing. I had Rodgers the same year, and he had, like, whatever. Uh, Jordy Nelson was part of that team, and Rodgers to Jordy Nelson was insane. I had 
Um, So there was a guy um, in this league. It was auction style. He goes, "Um, you know what? This Adrian Peterson guy, he's a rookie. You can have him. So I basically had AP his entire career. And he had like 1,500 yards as a backup behind Chester fucking Taylor. But Antonio Gates, Antonio Gates, dude, that guy would just haul in fucking touchdowns. Yeah, I I never, I I would never go early on a tight end. So I never, and nobody would trade that dude. Once you had him, you weren't weren't dealing him. But for some reason, Tony G, like I could get that guy trade-wise. I did execute one of the greatest trades ever in the auction league. Um, I traded Jordan, Aaron Aaron Hernandez, and some cap for Gronkowski. And wouldn't you know that off season, Aaron Hernandez did a giant no no in life. <laughs> <laughs> but then he got me back because I traded him Manning. Trade I traded him Manning for Brady, and then Manning had the fifty five. Yep. Ba boom. Yeah. You got a tight end, Mages. Did you give us your tight end? Yeah, Delaney. Delaney. Good, yeah. good one. Good one. All right, so. I'm gonna transition. Hot, real quick. hot, sw- hot I, switch. I'm I can, going I mean, hot, right? Dude, here. I, I can talk about fantasy football well, because for like twelve hours. Jeremy could keep going, I and I, I really would like to to move. And <laughs> yes, I actually have some questions, let's but it, I think fantasy we could do. We've got some more uh, stuff that we already talked about before the podcast that we wanted to do with uh, fantasy football, and I think that that could be good fillers for a full episode. Um, I yeah. have to bring up. Tessa Blanchard is still a free agent. I like that chick. Where the hell is she going, boys? Where is she going? Is she sitting on her couch and relaxing? Probably. Um, a part Maybe. of me, we all know COVID's going on, and whether it's WWE, Impact, uh, AEW, um, I, I know those three for sure 100% have a bubble where if they sign somebody, they have to go through a 24-hour um, yeah, period period of tested. being yep. tested, and they've got to sit solo. They, they're they're on full lockdown. Um, is she at a point I, I thought I heard that big-time contracts were thrown her way? Is she at a point where, where she's going to be a secret pop somewhere, or you think she's chilling and just weighing out the free agency? SummerSlam tonight, how you doing? Yeah? No. Uh, dude, honestly, I really like her. She's a great wrestler. Phenomenal. No pun intended. Oh. But uh, <laughs> I really like her. No, she she's good on her shtick. She, uh, she fucking, I don't know, like, um, I don't know why she's just not going for it like you know what's better than a million dollars like 10 million dollars like so you want her to go to wwe probably yeah what what does she have to who does she have to compete with in wwe right now besides like bailey and sasha which is the best thing on wwe wrestling right now by the way i I think tessa's release now that i think about it more um couldn't happen at a worse time for her yeah to be a free agent because yeah wwe she goes she's got bailey and sasha that's it becky out charlotte out like things that like the big time dream matchups are not there. Um, even R- like Rhonda, like was rumored to be back Ugh. soon. Um, but I mean, uh. like, Sasha and Bailey, that can only run its course and it's going to be so something much. that would be, you're going to have Sasha and Bailey do something together against T- Tessa. Like they're, they're a storyline together. So you instantly burn that time. You can't just run, like three months and six months or six months and six months and stretch it out over a year. Um, so it's something that if you do, that could get dry real quick. So you need other people. And I think in Tessa's mind, she's like, is it worth it? Like maybe I go somewhere else. Um, obviously she can't go to impact because it looks like that 100% is 
dry and awful. Exactly. Dude, I will say that Sasha and Bailey are probably going to end up wrestling for the titles at, at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Like, it, it, just, it just looks like it. That's what's going to happen. And you know, they've, they've been due to do it for so long. The only thing that's going to screw the pooch on that is if somebody like uh, Charlotte were to come back. Man, fuck Charlotte at this point. Her and Andrade, just do what you got to do. <laughs> well, um, the flare, the whole <laughs> flare storyline. Uh, Mages, have you uh, paid attention or uh, anything within the past week um, with wrestling? Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been, you know, a little bit here and there. I saw some SmackDown clips. I saw some NXT stuff. You know, I just, just here and there, not, nothing like full watching. I don't know, Ric Flair, the whole um, Randy Orton storyline. Um, it has me mildly interested, but I really think that it's going to be a storyline that drags for not drags. I don't want to use a negative word. Um, it's going to be something that is spread out over a long period of time for Randy. I think this is a long-term storyline um, that brings potentially Andrade <laughs> and Charlotte into it. And if that is the case, hopefully that keeps Charlotte busy for when she comes back at mania um, for then I, if it doesn't, if Bailey and Sasha don't happen at WrestleMania, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I um, agree. I'm with you, dude. Dude, friggin', um, Becky Lynch is going to come back at some point. It's just going to happen. Maybe at Mania, and she's going to wrestle Charlotte. <laughs> I mean, or Ronda Rousey or some bullshit. She's pregnant, so. Whoa. Well, she's been pregnant for how long so far? I mean, she's only. That was April. She, she, I think Max is like, she's got to be five, six months. I, I, I don't see her coming back right away. I think she's going to chill for a bit. Um, so did anybody else see the CM Punk money coming his way? Could I get him to wrestle? I, I read a little bit. Ungodly amount. All right. So, all right. Regard, sorry, I just wanted to throw it out there before I forgot. Um, but you know who's really trash, in my opinion, right now? Woman wrestler oh. style. Fucking Asuka. I hate that they make her like gimmicky and she's not a fucking wrestler anymore. Like they make her like, you baby, you have baby now? Like, come on, man. Like, stop, please. Like, that's, then that's how she talks now. And it's like, I, what the fuck are you doing, Vince? Here's a, maybe a potential hot take. In my opinion, I think it was the worst thing that they could have done is just take Becky and say, I'm the champ, but I need to step down. I'm just going to hand this belt to you. I have not seen that happen in years. Like, I can't even remember the last time a WWE belt that actually meant something that was not, like, silly and it had some big meaning where somebody goes, oh, yeah, you won a match last night that had meaning? Okay, here you go. Yeah, like, what the fuck? And I think in Asuka, like, for my my point of view as a fan, I think for Asuka, who I was, like, on the up and up, I actually hated her for a minute, and I liked her, and I'm riding this wild roller coaster. And I was, like, back on the train for her. I was happy that she won Money in the Bank. Um, there were other people that I wanted to see win that match, but I think in terms of how she won it and how that match went, I thought it was interesting, and I enjoyed it. Um, and then they just handed it to her, and that was the biggest slap in the yeah, face they, they could have did. They literally ruined money in the bank for the women. Yeah, yeah, it, it was all worthless. What was really. stopping them from Asuka just being like, before Becky makes the pregnant announcement or whatever, or, may, or maybe she makes it, and she's like, you know what, but I'm going to keep you know, being the champ or whatever, you know, that's not going to stop me. And then Asuka just, just, just belt, like uh, Becky turns around to acknowledge a crowd or something, and then, and then Asuka just belts her with the, with the briefcase. 
and calls for a referee. And it's just, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. I'm cashing in now, you yeah. pregnant bitch. And then forget, well, like, like, at least do something with it. Turn Asuka, yeah. you know, full-fledged heel. None of this stupid Kabuki warrior, you know, yeah, uh, whatever bullshit heel. Just make her just yeah. be, like, ruthless. What was what was yeah. stopping them? The, the opportunity nothing. right there? Absolutely nothing. I mean, for so I start thinking about the when when they had the tags um that was like something that you didn't even realize that they had them for such a long no. period of time and when they ha- like when you realize they had them they weren't doing anything that was storyline relevant it was just like they were just having matches after matches like it was just like eh, this you, is kind of dull you know what i can see wwe doing now that we're talking about it is Sasha Banks is clearly going to beat Bailey at some point because they want to make her happy. And then I think at Survivor Series, Becky comes back because she'll still have both well, belts. Be- Becky, I just looked up. Becky's due date is December of this year. Okay. So, so Becky's not going to be that's, back. That's rolling up. Like, so she, she's due, Surv- she's due oh, in Survivor December. Series, November. She's, she's not having the baby yeah, until after. December. So WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. I, it's gonna come me, back at like, some point and be like the Raw Women's Championship is still mine, and that's like yes, it's, it's, yeah, that's it's happening. Tailed as old as time with fucking Vince McMahon, you know what I'm saying? And he loves that. And yeah. you know what, Becky, like for how hot she was um, back in the day with the man, even though it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, um, that she probably will get a bigger pop. She probably will be the the woman. Yeah, like she whoa or, or the mama. Oh man, if she has the mama shirt, you mama, you have baby. I mean, now? she's she's due in December. I, she, she's gonna take that three month. I I don't know if it's gonna happen uh, at uh, WrestleMania. I think it might be after. I think that would be a SummerSlam pop. It's possible, very possible. I mean, only the Bellas have kids, and then two weeks later are working out hardcore. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. The, yeah. the Bellas had their kids within yeah. the past month or more, and they're instantly posting Instagram photos of working out and. It's like, damn, you guys aren't even wrestling. I mean, maybe they're working towards wrestling, but I wouldn't think I that not. they'd be posting that on their Instagram, <laughs> like that they're working out because then people would think they, it. They have a brand to protect. Yeah. Well, brand. I mean, I I still got to talk about it. The wife loves them. I, the Bellas are. So has been a huge Nikki Bella fan. She, she loves both. She, I mean, now that Nikki has a kid, she's probably going to be like super infatuated. We, we connected, we used to watch Total Bellas. Um, we still do. And we used to watch like Birdie growing up and be like, oh my God, Aubrey has that dress. Oh my God, Aubrey does that. Oh, and it, it just, it's something like actually Ms. and Maurice, we were watching that and doing yeah, the same man. thing. You, you got God. We got, See, kids. we got kids and yeah, you got God. You're the, you're the, um, group of people that they want to target <laughs> and you got it, man. They got me. They got you. They got me. Yes, buying the merch now. If I hear Michael Cole. Tell me that the Bellas pioneered the women's revolution one more goddamn time. I am, yeah, that... I am going to cancel my subscription, and I'm just going to leave. Well, I'm just going to walk. Honestly, AJ Lee fucking did the women's revolution. To be honest, if we're if we're talking on it, yes. I she carried the women's division that entire fucking time. Like Caitlyn was garbage. Uh, who else did? she have i think there's a lot of different so if you if we want to get into this i can talk about this for a while because i've been kind of weighing this for a long period of time because the wwe doesn't even know when the fucking women's revolution started they don't like 
they think two years ago when they started giving the belts like more and they changed them to superstars instead of yes, divas yes. that, oh, this is a women's revolution. But I mean, you could say mm. Lita, who, I mean, she came out and she was sexy as fuck at times and she was a diva, yeah. but she was a fucking hardcore wrestler like that. Yeah, so like she could be like a pioneer. But then you got like pioneers, pioneers legit, like Trish Stratus, Trish, yeah. Lita. Jackie, maybe Ivory, maybe Molly Holly. Yeah. I think but I'm reaching Victoria. on some- Victoria, I yeah. guess. Stacy Keebler. Uh... No, <laughs> no. So, uh... <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. So we, we've delved into this. I got a hot take. I got a really hot. T- I got a big hot take. Uh, the the women's revolution was nothing but a publicity stunt for the WWE. Obviously, one hundred percent. Yes. And then they hit evolution. That's, 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 so that's not a hot take. That's a full take. That, that's <laughs> bullshit. I th- yeah, because I mean, if you truthfully think about it, and all the conversation that has been around it for years now, I mean, it was literally just yes, them pulling a publicity stunt to say, hey, we, we've changed. They're superstars. They're equals. Um, that there there is times when wrestling matches were happening that they were equals. I mean, even somebody that we didn't even say a name of, China, that, she was fucking whooping the shit out of men. Jericho, that IC match with Jericho, that was that was a good she, match. I mean, she's a pioneer for the revolution then too. Like she she was fucking Absolutely. wrestling when when fucking men weren't even able to do it. Nicole Pass. No, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you want to go back, I mean, like, Medusa was doing shit that you know yeah. the men weren't doing. You know, she was making statements. She was being you know out there. She, she's you could argue she's a pioneer. Like all these people, they're not going to mention because they want to push their own talent. Is, yeah. is just they want to be current. Ridiculous. They want they want names that are current to get the the even I, somebody. So. <laughs> This was a name that I was going to bring up, and I was like, I'll bite my tongue when Jeremy was rifling through names. I hated, and I've always hated, Mickey James. But yeah, I'm not in terms of the way she wrestled, she she was a pioneer. Like, yeah, she was she, pioneering on John Cena's book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A paddle and a canoe. <laughs> um, but, I mean, she, she was somebody who, like, for the longest time, I mean, obviously, she was fucking good looking. That's why she had a job. But she was wrestling. Like it's true, she, she yeah. actually was a full committed woman's wrestler. Like I, I just feel like the whole revolution. It's been here. It's it's it's. There have been now. We just got to put knowledge to it. There have been good women's wrestlers over the years, but the group collectively of women's wrestlers has always been terrible up until what the four horse women kind of like NXT when they started having like Bailey, Sasha, uh, Charlotte, and. Um, Becky Lynch, like that's when it actually came to light because dude, well, Lita and Trish Stratus carry—they fucking carry. They've always had two the women's division that kept carried, and if they didn't have two, they had one main like AJ Lee, who and was then just, AJ like, carried that brought, shit. AJ brought the best out of anybody that she was facing at that point, so it, they they could have her face a bag of trash that had some tits on it, like drawn on they, it, and it would be. They literally ruined Paige. Very true. Yep. That was fucking ruined. And then, yep. and then they were but, like, okay, these women can actually wrestle. Let's give them a chance. Like, they, you always have talent. I mean, at the, yeah, at that point, they had four women plus their, those were four up and coming young women besides Charlotte. I mean, and Charlotte's old. The Bells could never wrestle. But they never. also had a roster of women that were 
kind of holding starting her to, own. Like, yeah. I, I'm not a big thing of. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Natalia. She, I well, feel like she's like storyline. That's the name. That's the name I was just gonna bring up. That uh, she's a legit wrestler. She, yeah, she came she, from the Heart Dungeon, man. Yeah, she, she, she knows her shit. Um, I feel like she never really had somebody to match up against um, that you know, would show her, um, show off her talents. It's until the Four Horsewomen came. Well, up. it's because she's like shadowed, overshadowed yeah. by Brett well, and fucking Owen Hart and Anvil and shit like that. And I also like, think that she was also right out of the gate because of her storylines of her Heart Foundation um, mentality. She was always a coach. She was always somebody that was like, yeah, I'm the veteran. Yeah coach the youth yeah so she was always placed as like i'm gonna help you page i'm gonna help you oh i'm gonna be like a, a fucking escort for the Bella. <laughs> like she she instantly was like put into the background of like hey you're yeah. just gonna be like you're the wrestling knowledge that's gonna help these people that yeah the need hot to get chicks that don't know shit yep. to be what they yeah need. absolutely that's like uh when william regal wrestled goldberg remember that <laughs> match when he they oh, actually boy. tried going over a minute with Goldberg and he couldn't keep up in any fucking way, shape or form. And it's kind of like, that's how she was with these people yeah. because she's a legit wrestler. And these fucking bitches didn't literally know anything about wrestling. They're just a nice face and getting paid. So I don't know. That's just my take. But if we could bring this a little full circle, that's the, that's what's so great about Tessa Blanchard. She is nothing exactly. like we've seen before. Exactly. She is a top attraction, not a top woman attraction. She's a top wrestling attraction. You, and, you, you know, I want her. And if I had to pick, it would be NXT. But, like, at the same time, Triple H and Vince have never had something like Tessa. So I'm afraid they're just going to fucking ruin her like they do everyone. So, yep. well, I mean, I don't know. I, I also think NXT, storyline-wise, has too much going on. And it just would be worthless to bring her in. Um, I think SmackDown's ailing and hurting for somebody like her. Um, but it just who she? I mean, she's gonna have a Sasha Bailey interaction, and then what? We're we're gonna drag it. Like, I don't know. I, uh, well, hold on. I think hold Tessa, up. She's gonna show up right away. Whoop some ass. Uh, she better. Uh, but uh, uh, going to SmackDown a little bit. You didn't enjoy the uh, karaoke uh, special they did with the ladies. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> that was probably the worst thing I've seen for women's wrestling since the Braun panty matches back in the, like the 2004 era. I'd rather watch those. those yeah, amazing. I would rather watch those. Do you know when I was actually watching those? I was a young buck. I'd be sit there watching wrestling with a boner, looking at fucking women get naked on TV. This is the closest thing yes. I had to fucking softcore porn, okay, man? Don't take that shit away from me. <laughs> it's only good because of nostalgia. Get out of here, man. Don't <laughs> uh, give me that. Dad, um, I have a hot take here. AEW oh. is fucking garbage. Wow. Wow. Oh. I'm not gonna say I've been I've been I've been on that parade for a bit, but I've been on that parade for a bit. Come I, on, uh, you you enjoy AEW here. I'm not there. saying it's not a good change. That's of true. Game, but wrestling in general is just garbage, and it's making it even worse. Oh, Have I you, like. Did anyone yeah. see this uh, Cody Scorpio Sky match? Yes. Yeah. Why does Cody have like five thousand people in his entourage? <laughs> How many people do you need? So. Because they're trying to do like the corporation or yeah. like the fucking authority. Well, he's trying to base horrible. it off what he's seen before. It's just I, but I also think that it's because they screw the pooch. And when Brody Lee was doing or is doing his whole recruiting process, and they were overloading 
uh, I don't even remember the group, what it's called, but there's a point now where that group's so big. How do you, how, how does a viewer watch somebody beat that group without another big group? So I feel like they're building towards something um, coming the up. Ministry against the corporation. Basically, yeah, yeah. That, that's really what I'm seeing. Because, like, how is it believable that you're you're gonna? Bro- I mean, Brody Lee, they, they were at a point where I think, like, with Colt and everybody, they were, they were at a point where it was like ten plus people, and I was like, literally, yeah. how do they? They have I, like a big like the roster for AEWs getting. They have it's, it's sizable, but it's like kind of it's a bunch what? of rejects. They and, have what 90, 90 people now or so. I, I don't 80, even know a number. Eighty or ninety. I'm pretty sure. I know that they just cut three people off of the website, and a lot of people are in uproar of like, why would you officially cut people? Like when you can still yeah. like because they're AEW still doing indie style, like bringing people in. Like why wouldn't you still have them listed? There, there's like this whole law about it, but I will say that AEW legitimately is WCW in the fact that they sign all these older dudes like John Moxley, that guy fucking legit when he was Dean Ambrose in the shield. Great. When he was the lunatic unhinged or unfriend or whatever, he was just like, I can't stand him now because they won't let him be him. And now that he's got to AEW, he's like a former shell of John Moxley. And you can just tell and then, like, they have Omega, who is the best wrestler in the world by far, but they have nobody to challenge him. Hangman Page is fucking legit, which I, I love. <laughs> so I'm happy that you brought this up. Omega, in the style of wrestling, he could wrestle anybody on this roster in far superior bring them up. And they'd rather, I think they're wasting him so much by having him tag. Like, I get that you want a strong tag team, I, but your division as a whole is strong. Like, and maybe it's I just guess, because of my Buffalo roots that I'm like a blade and butcher fucking pusher. And like, I, I absolutely love their entire division. Omega does not have any part in it. You have the bucks there. So I guess why they do that is because Kenny Omega, they have nobody on the roster that is legitimate with fucking Kenny Omega. You know but what I'm why saying? Not, why not Kenny be the guy that helps bolster up these B, B card people that really like... Because it's just going to be a squash match. At that point. No, you no. What I'm somebody like... So what they put belief in and like with MJF, wouldn't that be somebody that you would want? Wouldn't you want MJF being... Kenny Omega could help carry that guy. To make a good match, give him a, like a yeah. a thirty minute match. But I guess they're thinking long term, which you're just ruining Kenny Omega at this point. I mean, they're not ruining him because he's still going to be. I mean, like, he's, he's with, not going to. His skills not. Man, man. Like, like his skills not going to go drop down. Like he, he's he's. You know who I really hate? <laughs> the fucking Young Bucks. They are garbage. Oh, I take Young Bucks are Uh-oh. fucking trash. <laughs> They are the most gimmick fucking dudes of all time. Excuse me while I mute the mic and kick the shit out of this. (laughs) All right. Oh, no. I hate the. Go ahead and mute. I'll take it over. Oh, Oh, boy. Uh, You know, the the Young Bucks, they're they're something. Uh, I I don't know if they're they're so hard because they are really gimmick oriented, but at the same time, you know, them as as a unit. I think is uh I think is pretty good uh the, the, well they're probably the best like pure tag team you know like one you can't have one without the other 
you know, if you want to go that route. But then, you know, uh, you know, the, this whole Matt and uh, does he still doing with that back thing that's been going on for like five thousand yeah. years? Is that still a thing? Of course it is. So you know, uh, that's kind of getting stale. Uh, you know, I, I, they're not my favorite, but I, I can't deny them. Trying to be the Legion to do. Do you can you actually name a tag team that has never broken up in your entire life besides Legion of Doom? Okay, exactly. Hold, hold up, <laughs> brothers. And honestly, I don't think they stand together. Like if they if they don't stand alone well enough. The Hardys were good alone. Yeah, but the Hardys, the Hardys, Jeff Hardy. I, I mean, honestly, Jeff Hardy did it. Like Jeff Hardy was the guy. Yeah, but then Matt Hardy I mean, didn't mean shit until what broken Matt broken Hardy. Matt Hardy. But that so was that was awesome. fucking what. 12 years into his career. But you know what? Even oh. they, they're, they're old as shit. Even when he was the version one, I thought that was great when he was wrestling MVP. Yeah. I would agree the Usos. <laughs> Brothers. Oh, yeah. They've Can't have split. one without the other. It's true. <laughs> I mean, the part, I mean, and I'll, uh, so I guess this would fall to the Usos too. You can't split the young bucks up now. They're just too oh, yeah. old. That's to the like, point where you agreed. can't, they like, can't stand on their own. They, yeah, they can't stand on their so own long. for over uh, such a long period of time. And they've rode the Indies and they've done it well. I like, I know you don't like them, but they're, I mean, they did their job. They're big. People fucking love them. Um, a good way to make money. I, I understand that. I, I, honestly, they're, <laughs> like, they're entertainers. What <laughs> what's fun about them compared to, and I think this is why I like AEW's tag team like group of what they have, is each tag team is a different style of something. They're not all the same. Um, the Young Bucks are the corny fucking gimmick high spot guys. The fucking um, uh, Lucha Bros are fucking high spot non-gimmick like they're just fucking good um you got butcher and the blade who are just like punch you in the fucking mouth the big guy and the little guy like and then you got fucking the revival who are fucking shit up like they are are legit wrestlers i mean they've got such a strong and they at this point 100 need to split adam fucking page from omega have a fucking internal issue and omega go and fucking start pushing some other dudes he should wrestle page yeah, well, they got to turn them. They got to turn on each other. They've got to do something fun. Maybe it's a verse like. But th- let me ask you something. How do you take a belt or belts off the two best wrestlers you have? Uh, you should have fucking did it when the revival came in. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You, you have the revival win. Up. They carry your belts. That's well deserved. And then you have an internal struggle. The young bucks get involved too, and then they have a match. Omega says, "You guys, I don't know. You have tons of options." The thing, the thing with I the guarantee you. Sorry, go, sorry, go. No, just, go, go. go. Yeah, go. I, I guarantee you we're going to see a triple threat tag team match. It's going to be the Bucks, Omega, and Paige at FTR, and we're going to have a triple threat, and the Bucks are taking the fall just so Omega and Paige yeah. don't have to, and they're going to infight, and that's how you do it. I yeah, guarantee no. you that's how they're doing yeah, it. Probably. Yeah. Can we all just agree that Cody Rhodes is complete garbage as a wrestler? No, I, I like Cody. What? Um, <laughs> what? I like Cody. I, I enjoy him. I really the only enjoy. good Cody was Cody Rhodes dashing Cody Rhodes. No, that's not true. And then I actually the just bag. watched Undashing was pretty good. Scooby-Doo. Undashing was legit. We just watched the Scooby-Doo that was, uh, it was like WrestleMania, or no, it was like the racers, wrestle, wrestle racers, and Stardust and Goldust standing on Sheamus' car, and they're like, oh, 
<laughs> Jameis is yelling at him. I'm like, God, I miss Stardust and Gold Dust together. Those are great, dude. I, I mean, he got super top heavy hit talent. They have older guys like Jericho. They like, got a mix. Like, they please really quit, do. Jericho. I love you. You're 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 ruining your shit in AEW. You look like a flabby, shitty. Oh no. Older self. I love he's a different Jericho. He's admitted it on tons of different podcasts, which actually I'm gonna I, I so I'm gonna transition, but I need to get this my, my point of view out here. Jericho is not gonna stop because he's making a fuck ton of money well, doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's got the cruise, he's got everything going for him. And honestly, the, what I love about it is they don't have him wrestling all the damn time. They got him commentating, they got him doing fucking screwball fucking shit. He's and the, he's, he's having fun. He's the big dick guy that they needed to like actually get yes. her off the ground he's doing a fucking great I, job. I do like chris jericho but like wrestling wise like now like you're just do the other stuff i agree so something i want to transition into um and this is going to be something that i want to talk to you boys about on this podcast and we're already an hour and uh, almost 15 minutes in um uh, so Ryback has his own uh, podcast, little shit dig, shindig, this is, this and is your guy. his most uh, his, his most recent episode, um, if if he even calls them episodes, he had Rusev on, and uh, mm-hmm. Rusev kind of opened up about how he wasn't getting a push. Did either of you guys hear about this or read about it? I did not. No. No. Okay. So I, I got to talk about this because it's gonna. I feel like this is gonna lead into a fun discussion. So Rusev basically opened up about why he wasn't getting pushes, um, or not not the reason why, but when he started to feel that he wasn't getting pushes. And so during the Rusev day um, pop, because his wife was no, no, no. So during the (laughs) Rusev day pop, um, when, I mean, honestly, he was the hottest wrestler in the WWE. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Um, He actually got numbers um, from people that were behind the scenes in WWE about how his merch was sold out. All, All Rusev day shirts, um and whatever i i know he had like silly keychains and stuff there was a point where uh, it was three times in a row where merch was brought back in and it was sold out within like a couple of weeks and he he brings up on the the podcast with rusev or uh, with ryback that he he walks up to vince and goes hey man like i'm hotter than roman and which that's that's not the way to walk up to to the boss no. The, the 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 number one ass kiss or the number one guy that's getting the the love and the push but he says hey i'm hotter than uh roman and aj yeah like, like XYZ. what what can i do to i i, I want to get that push for a title and vince goes oh uh i think you're uh, making that stuff up and then also says oh well maybe they just didn't make a lot of shirts <laughs> are you kidding me yeah. like that's your <laughs> vince mcmahon needs to go I that like hearing that when I listened to it and the honestly one one of the reasons why I listened to it yes I'm a huge Ryback fan yeah, I are. I really like that dude I I just guy. really liked the gimmick I thought it was corny and sh- fucking hilarious but I also thought it was hilarious for uh, us anybody that doesn't know uh, Jeremy just took over a team and so Jeremy uh, Mages and I have something that we call the League of Domination yeah we need to get um, which we have to get going so I want to talk to you boys about that. But yes. I have Ryback and uh, Rusev as one of my tag teams, and we basically simulate through uh, 2K19 because um, 2K20 sucks butt. And uh, mm-hmm. I just had to listen to it because I was like, yo, my tag team's fucking reunited. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> R&R, back at it again, baby. <laughs> um, but like after hearing that point, what's your guys' take? Like, Is that just showing that Vince just is a complete dickhead? 
He's he's in the nineties era of Vince McMahon where he thinks that he's got these top guys that are all <laughs> whatever, but they're at this rate, they're all like Roman Reigns is new John Cena. Um with the he sucks, he's great, he sucks, he's great, kid friendly, yeah. got it. New John Cena. That's where he fits in. Fucking like Seth Rollins is their guy, like their staple. I get that. Um but like top people like had, did, has Rusev ever won the IC title? I think he did. I, didn't. I only remember him having the US title with like the the battle with John. Cuz I, I don't remember him touching the Intercontinental. IC strap always well when it actually used to mean something. Um uh, that's like the jumping off to like the next thing, you know what I mean? And yeah. Like guys like that need shit like that. The only reason like Becky Lynch was the man is because she started speaking out and doing stuff. And then like Vince was like, Oh my God, you're actually doing well here. And it's like Rusev, like even when he was wrestling Cena, didn't get pinned and all that shit. Like he had a WrestleMania match with John fucking Cena. Like, you know what I mean? Like, does that not tell you that guys are actually behind this guy? Like he's, he was a good wrestler. He was, we're talking though. The Rusev day shit was like, yeah, that was, was something that they didn't even want to do. It was a fluke. It happened on fucking Swer or uh, uh, what is it? The TV show that they have. The uh, I can't even think of it off the top of my head. Uh, Mages, what's the show that they ride in the car? Ride along. Ride there along. we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it happened right along where they freaking goofed off and said it's Rusev Day, and then like people fucking were posting on social media nonstop about it, and like they're like, all right, let's keep going with yeah, it. Roll with but it. like they roll with it. They come out with merch. It's a top selling merch. And then you're going to tell the guy, Oh, maybe they just, they didn't make enough shirts. That's why it sold out. Like it's, it's because Vince is waiting for that fucking stone cold triple H rock. That's never going to happen. But again. even if you're waiting for it, you've got to let what's growing like a flower that's selling out. You're become talking, those guys. Like, how are you going to know that Rusev's not that guy? If you're not giving them the time, because you're talking about a guy who is in, like seventies, eighties, and nineties wrestling. I no, I know. I, so, I, in my opinion, I think Vince needs to go. Yeah, but who? But who well, steps up? Fucking Shane McMahon. <laughs> like, no. you know what I mean? Like, this, there's nobody who's going to take Vince's place. It's and Triple we H. thought Triple H was going to be, but then they're like, you it's know Triple what? H. You know what? That's enough. We don't. We don't. We're, we're good on you. So I think they did that for a storyline. I think they're giving him a pause on purpose for a storyline coming up. Um, that's why I think Shane did Raw Underground. I don't know. I'm just kind of like obviously speculating and whatnot, but I would love to see like something where they make Triple H do the step down kind of thing. Shane gets Raw Underground. Uh, I don't know. At what point do you have Triple H do the cut and get all ripped up and then look like a street fighter, walk in the Raw Underground and fucking chill fight club what it's all about? Yeah. I don't know. That's That's a dream scenario, but... I, I really hope that they don't. I, there's, I can't see them just saying, "No, nah, Triple H, you don't got what it, you don't have what it takes." I just yeah, can't I mean, see that. I mean, Stephanie will so, be like a guy at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like she's gonna own it because I don't think Shane really wants anything. But now that he's getting back into it, maybe he does. So maybe they split it. So I don't know how that's gonna fucking work. Like know. maybe one person takes Raw and one person takes SmackDown, like they always fucking do. And then it just turns to shit. And then everyone's like, "Oh my God, Vince, what do we do? Oh my gosh." Kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pull the curtain back too far uh, in WWE, but uh, the, the the Rusev thing it reminded me of, or, or reminded me, but uh, right, it was very reminiscent of the CM Punk interview with uh, Cole Cabana, but there, a lot of the same issues were brought up. 
CM Punk yeah. brought up the the merchandise, or you know he's top seller, but you know he's still getting treated like like he's mid card or you know slightly yeah. above. You know, so exactly, me I that. had deja vu when I when I heard yeah. said that. Exactly, and th- and then two Vince McMahon hates when you get over by yourself. That's why Bad News yeah. Barrett never went anywhere because that yeah. caught steam. You know, uh, Rusev uh, Vince, if he, he doesn't create it, he hates that it gets over, and he will not push you because it wasn't and, his creation, but, which is so dude, horrible. Dude, you hit the nail right on the head there. Like, honestly, fucking this guy just if you're not and unless it's like overly obvious that this is like amazing, like Becky Lynch, for instance, um, mm-hmm. like I wholeheartedly agree. Like if it's not his idea, it's garbage. I don't know. So I, I agree with it in part, but I, I it's just weird that he lets something like Stone Cold, which he had his hands in mildly grow but he he stomps out something like Rusev Day. I don't know. It's just it's so weird. He, I just feel like he's so close minded. He doesn't change with the times. It's just it, how it, it goes. It, it just gets to a point where he he really thinks. I, I it, it comes down to gambling. He puts all of his chips into the the yeah, AJ Styles, the then. Roman Reigns, and they're. I mean, you're talking about a guy who wasn't wrestling for a long period of time. Um, or even, I mean, at that time during Rusev Day, he was, but he really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Like he wasn't no. who you wanted him to be. I mean, like just just for instance, like, dude, Seth Rollins is wrestling fucking Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> which he's doing a fucking great job. If we if we want to segue into that, he's doing a great fucking job carrying this kid because this kid's like, gonna be the future of WWE. I know that's, if he stays there, and it's kind of like he's doing a great. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It, when when does he go to NXT? Can you even push him down? Like at this point, I mean, you you got him facing big big time peeps. I mean, like, to be honest, I I could give two fucks about Rey Mysterio at this point. Um, I agree. I when agree. when he was WCW Rey Mysterio, fucking awesome. When he was ECW Rey Mysterio, it was fucking awesome. When even when he was in SmackDown, like he was uh, more primarily SmackDown, I enjoyed um, Rey Mysterio. Lucha Underground. He was he was decent Rey Mysterio. I enjoyed. Until, I enjoyed Lucha Underground. Until he killed scenario. somebody, and then you know it just happens. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you say it just happened, but it really I was know. just it kind wasn't, of like a. It fluke. wasn't his fault. I it mean, was. I, I mean, he could do that. How many times has he done it? And five hundred times plus. And yeah, bajillion times. The the, the one, one time. time. Um, and and it. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of different things that get tied into that. Can we just talk how Conan like? Owen Lucha Underground, one of the most obscure wrestlers in WCW history, owned fucking Lucha Underground or part of it. I mean, I love watching Lucha. You, you, and Frank got me into Lucha randomly. Johnny Mundo was legit. Yeah. So was Prince Puma. Prince Puma. Got to start somewhere, baby. Ricochet, baby. Yeah. That's when they started getting those pushes, man. And then look, look Uh, what happened. Fun fact: Fifteen years ago at SummerSlam, Dominic was in a uh, was watching two of his potential fathers fight for his custody in a ladder yes, match. Sure. And, uh, now he's going to be fighting wait, Seth Rollins. Did you just say fifteen years ago? I believe so. Yeah. Holy shit! So the dude's what twenty five now? I'm your poppy, Dominic. I'm your poppy. <laughs> Holy shit, man! Well, I mean, I had to have been because Eddie died in two thousand five. Yeah. True that, yo. Yep. So fifteen plus, yeah. That's that's insane if you wow. actually think about it. That's cr- that's that's fucking really crazy to think about. Yeah, buddy. 
Uh, other than wrestling, what you got for the man, baby? I mean, so I, I think that we should segue into a little. Unless, Mr. Mage, you got anything else wrestling you want to talk about? Yeah, AW is still scrapped. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We, we got some big events coming up. Hopefully they're good. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I forgot SummerSlam was coming up. Um, we should uh, we should probably cross fingers for luck. <laughs> we should probably cross dicks, too. I, uh, I, I'm not doing anything for luck. I've seen where Tessa goes, and then storyline-wise, I really haven't been tied into anything. So wrestling is wrestling. Same. Yeah, um, it really is. But storyline-wise, uh, something that I am looking forward to is Mario Party League uh, coming up in the oh, near boy. future. Um, I, it Literally, I look <laughs> calendar and we're literally wrapping up on august and there's thoughts of october november being like a good date to kick off the league even with covid um we were trying to as like admins we're trying to figure out some good ways to uh keep people interested keep people interested in doing things and we we obviously we all know each other we've now it's crazy to think we're growing on our third year of Knowing one another and potentially even longer. Um, we've Let me put my something. sunglasses on for this. this <laughs> oh, the prototypes coming in. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Uncle so, Jared was before, and now here comes the man. So, <laughs> um, so I. What, what are you guys? What, Jeremy, I guess you're first, and then Mage's uh, follow up. Um, Jeremy, what? What specifically? Give me one thing. If you have to split into two, give me one A and one B. What are the main things you're looking forward to Mario Party League wise? Beating Jake Mage's ass for the. Oh. How you doing? Um, that's first and foremost. I heard you talking some smack about me, big dog, on the other cast. Prototype's coming out now, so I hope you got you can put your money where your mouth is and do it up because Uncle Jer's coming for you now, and there's nowhere to hide. Uh, the one, the only, the original prototype coming for you, Jake Mages. How you doing? Sure. Sure. Fucking <laughs> Mages. Um, <laughs> MPL wise, uh, honestly, it's we got some pretty good stuff planned. Uh, I don't know if Brendan filled you in on some of the excitement we have rolling up, but um, it's going to be a great. Um, it's going to be a better season than normal. I would like to say. Um, Whoa! Yes, first the first year was basically what uh, faction year. And second year was more about playing. So I think third year, we're going to get a pretty good mix of everything going on. Um, I guess backstory. I just want somebody to step up and beat Uncle Jer for that MPL title, man. Can't hold it forever. Need somebody else. Antagonist. Well, a face, if you will. A beautiful face with beautiful hands, if you will. That sounds like my cue. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm, uh, you can you can hold the belt. You've, I, I agree. You've held that belt uh, long enough. It's uh, it's time for uh, to, to hand it over to uh, to someone with some pretty dashing hands, if I do say so myself. To give it to the hands of Magus, maybe if you will, possibly. I don't know, probably. So, you know, I can't wait for that day. It's gonna be a joyous day for the whole league. Big pop, woo! But um, I, you know. Uh, Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. I, I want to interrupt right, you. So, so that's number one. Like that's number one. Yeah. All right. Number one is going to be getting my hands on that beautiful belt. God, I love it. And then number two, uh, I, I, I talked about this in the past, so I'm not going to go too in on it. It's going to be making my uh, madness debut. So excited. I'm amped. I think I was just going to say, I think my number two is to legitimately 
get the minigame title off the ground. Because now Buffalo has it and we can get together and oh, play something in, in something other than Super. <coughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, maybe the minigames of the week are actually going to be played now. And they're not all geared <laughs> One person winning. So we're running away from what I want to. I, we're yes, we're, go we're on. gonna have to revisit go this. Go we're on. running away. So uh, Jeremy made a silly comment about uh, some beautiful hands. Um, some new listeners or people that are new to the Mario Party League need to hear the story of <laughs> how this whole Jake Mage's hands thing came about. And I don't think I'll ever have you two on a podcast together in this kind of setting where we could chat and rap about it. <laughs> so people need to know the story. What is going on? Why do we talk about Jake Mages' hands all the time? All right, I can tell you <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> hands I've ever seen in my where, entire where life. Did they come about? Where, 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 where did this come about? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he has like some sort of a lotion regimen or some sort of a uh, gloves at night where he moisturizes said hands. Gross. Boy, <laughs> this man walks into the bar one day. Sales Lounge. How you doing? Buffalo, New York. Try shout it out. out. Yeah, shout out. Another one. Woo. Another one. Get him hot. Uh, this guy walks in. He's talking. He's showing his hands, his beautiful fucking hands. He sits down. He's like, may I have a wine, please? <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And then he goes... Oh, hi, I'm like, hey, buddy. Nice hands. Shake his hands. Yeah, let's go. Captain Duck. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, uh, we were at the bar, and Mages is just like, we're talking about it, and everyone always tries to do uh, a sort of uh, Uncle Jer, if, if, if I beat you, I get the title. But if you win, what do you get? Besides glory and bragging rights. And I'm like, mages, these fucking hands, these hands, bro. Um, if I win, if I beat you, if I finish ahead of you. This was for a, this was for the first uh, ever Mario Party mania, like that we ever had. <laughs> yes. To be honest, this was a match. I don't think I've played mages at that point. I don't know if you guys played before that. I actually, I would probably say no, because I feel like this was the debut of yeah, Mages in yeah. season one. Was the year like of right Mages. Before, yep. The year of Mages started coming yeah. through and back into the archive, but I feel like January, yeah, February. Think, so we right played, before, we played, I finished better than him. So Jake Mages had to. Neither um, of you won that game. It was ironically won by Hoagie, if I'm not mistaken. At, I think at the first Mario Party Mini, I, I, think I won all my games. I think you honest. won all of them except for this one, though. I, I don't think... You, maybe you won, uh, but you beat Mages, which yeah, was like so, the point. Which yeah. was the best part and of the my... the caveat that was, was... That was the most fulfilling moment of my <laughs> Mario Party career. Go to get professional photos done of his beautiful hands and sign up for a hand modeling service. It, well, no, he had to apply. Yes, apply. Speaking of applications, Mages, did anybody ever get back to you about your hands? Not yet. I might do a refresher one though. I might might, might uh, spruce up the Photoshop the photo shots a little bit. That's sexy. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Mages had to apply to become a hand model, and the guy mm. did not disappoint. He did it no, a few days later. Posted the pictures up. It was like pretty quick. And now, running story for anybody that's in the league. Um, it, 
I even see mages. He commented on Ashley Eason's photo not too long ago about the hand model or something like applying. <laughs> and I, I just love that we go back. I mean, if the Mario Party League, I'm not going to, I don't want to put bad voodoo doo doo on it. But if this league were to be around 10 years from now, 15 years from now, um, any whether it is or not, that's, that's when it's you gonna look be back a crazy and like, look back, shit, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna sit and tell. I'm gonna tell my 17 year old daughter. I'm gonna be laughing <laughs> on the couch, and I'm gonna tell my daughter that this we was, had that stipulation in a Mario Party. This match. is this is when Uncle Jer looked like a complete asshole 98 percent <laughs> of the time. <laughs> 17 years later. Dude, but I mean, truthfully, like think <laughs> about like the. I mean, so mages, you you mildly knew Jeremy at that point. You held, you know him a hell of a yes. lot more than you do right now. And, and now you're Gina's brother, so that's, and, uh, that's even better. I, I mean, yeah. Now <laughs> think of all the stories and just and just think that was two, three years ago. Like I, yeah. I always heard stories about your big hoss and never could put the name to the face, and then I did, and then it was like immediate white christmas everywhere <laughs> a true i i always refer I, probably to both of you and nick as uh and actually the only other person i would really think of oh okay i got a couple more mark <laughs> mark scott you guys are all brothers from another mother we 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 all somehow can know really? how to perturb each other off and yeah, piss each other fuck, off very yeah. easily um you. but then <laughs> twist it know if somebody's pissed off from some other setting how to like chit chat clear it up um you know what i'm hilarious. always here for you guys you guys have always been here you, for me you know what's hilarious uh i love brendan as a man as a brother as a father and there's two things i hate most about him <laughs> and it just happens to be the two things that we do together what's that <laughs> So I actually had this big intro and I'm probably still, I'm thinking about still doing it. I was going to record a session after this where it was going to be a sound clip and it was going to be welcoming Jeremy and it was going to be a little timbit of, yeah, it's uh, Jeremy fucking Dobias, my biggest <laughs> rival <laughs> fantasy football and Mario Party League. Dude, I hate you. For, there he is. I love you for life, but everything after that, fuck you. I will say I have fucking... <laughs> number in fucking fantasy football league in my league and in the dynasty it's you've true. had it in the family league and there's one other league what other league oh i had your ass in the fucking best ball league last year i fucking whooped you yeah i was your only losses for the first 12 weeks i know it sucks i fucking had your ass so did lamar jackson I'm like, <laughs> fuck you mages back to the fantasy but anyway <laughs> i got both of you last year with lamar oh, 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 oh. MPL, honestly, I'm looking forward to having other people come up. Um, yeah, that, so that's that's my number one. Um, I won't give the belt up easy, but I hope the person who does win it actually takes it and runs with it. Jake Mages! I, so, I mean, <laughs> back on me, but thanks. I'll oh, appreciate yeah. what, it. What's your one and two? Um, I, you guys will know from last year, I I have thoroughly been enjoying the storyline of new upcomers, people that have not been pay- playing this game for long durations of time, like me and you, Jeremy. Somebody like Jake Mages, who literally Picked started playing Mario Party yeah. just recently, yep, yep. Um, invested in... A system and uh, an old gen system. Dude, I've said it once. I'll say it a million times. Nintendo owes us money. <laughs> picked up, picked up Mario Party Two. He plays with his family. 
He's thoroughly enjoying the games. I, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, mages. Isn't, um, this, isn't well, this why we started this? Have family. It was. Around? It was. It was to bring in. So I'm always. A, I've been always a person that um, people on my dad's side. They're not. My dad is an only child, but all of his cousins. They are like aunts, uncles, cousins. Like I. I've got a full plethora of family that has been super close to me, and I've always been raised from my dad's point of view of like yes, Jeremy is family of family that's how he's like your cousin-in-law like he's like your third cousin-in-law but like this brother he's he's a brother how you doing i've always that's how i've always like i've been raised to that's like if you're close with me like that that's how you are i've said this story once i'll say Mm -hmm. it a million times i was there for somebody Uh, i was hoping this shit wasn't gonna make the fucking podcast i'm cutting this shit out i was there for somebody when he done done somebody wrong and um, oh. I think that made us even closer. No, and that I mean that 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 isn't that what family and brothers that like that's, that's true. What, that's what the blood blood thicker than water. I never went to school with Brendan. I never. I wasn't part of any of his other stuff. I mean, you were never like a click a part of like a, a friend. Nope. Click. I just had like, the I was just wheel there. that came along yep. rolling. I was the one, the you're, only, you're, the original baby. <laughs> you were like Nick Woods in a sense. Like you, like I was literally, just there. Anytime you were rolling with a group of friends, you were just like that extra invite that knew no one but made the best of it and had a great time fucking oh, man. Doing it. That's why I know all your people know this. Thankful for that. And that's know. why we did the Mario Party League. Yeah, to and, be honest. Yeah, and it's kind of nice that. Even for people like Kevin and Eric, my brothers, who aren't—I mean, Eric was a big time player I was, I was in gonna, the first round. I was going to season. I was going to bring this um, up. He kind of mildly. It's awesome that they brought people in. And for any of you Mario Party League members that might be like, ah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Jeremy, I'm not Kyle, that doesn't matter. I'm not for Brendan. Shit, yeah. I'm not going to bring people in. If you know someone that has a mild interest in just being a socializer i got that, that's I, the thing i got the personality got, that we're got, looking for is a somebody that just wants to socialize whether i it's, got one person who stands above all the rest for exactly what you're saying chuck yeah like yeah if you're a socializing kind of personality you don't have to be good in the games no like, you don't we're not like honestly it's gonna take you probably a half a season to be <laughs> as good as what we are like uh, the level that these people are on, we we when we started season one, there was definitely a drop off. That's why power rankings existed. We made fun of people that were low to try to bring them up. Correct. Now season two power rankings were like holy the, shit. The, the lines were very blurred. Season two people so for grew. Season three, I hope it goes even further. even further. I, I mean, the, we're all on a close level. That's my my number one is seeing these new people or the people that have been down in the the midst of hell. Yes, um, rising Stand up, up. Yep. and be accountable. I've always been a, a big behind the scenes push of what can we do to get such and such a b to become something big. One a one b. Yeah, um, Mister Mages. I I highly know that in talks of the admins that are a part of the Mario Party League, you probably are going to become an admin soon. You have a great voice. You have an, an amazing personality. You have beautiful hands. You don't care about just yourself. You're a huge push for all. You Anytime you've had a faction, you always thought about others first before yourself, and I think that's your flaw, your biggest flaw <laughs> in the Mario yes. Party League. Calling you out, bitch. Um <laughs> 
I I really hope to see you stand out solo this year. I've heard you say it. I've heard others say it. So hopefully you stand out on your own. That's my 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 what I'm looking forward to in season our uh, season three for my second kind of thing. Yeah, dude. Um, I was the guy who said, you know, who would be a great face besides my man Brendan over here. Do you know who the only face is? Yeah. Jake Mages. There, I, I could never be the good guy, so I need somebody to dethrone me, bitch. I hope it's you. I don't say this is only for podcast reasons when it comes to MPL time. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, this is Jeremy <laughs> Dobie as sitting, sitting yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you're the next big thing, Keith Lee. Oh. And I'm asking oh, your glory. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I I I okay. I'm a little I'm a little a little overwhelmed with with all with all those don't, kind words. Don't even play. I was wearing a year of major shirt before anyone else was. That's true. That's I true. mean, you, you were on that bandwagon pretty quick. Bring up like so. Let's let's flash back. That season one year of mages was a hashtag. It was probably the first hashtag that really blew up in the league. And I mean, think about it, mages. It was all about you. True it that, was yo. you standing out by yourself. Um, sure. You definitely took and stood out individually on your own. You have a plethora. You have an aura around you. Um, and you, you, season one was the year of factions. And I think you tried to find your niche of how to fit in with others, like the bull, the, the Buffalo Club that started. I almost did it again. Mm. Um, the, the Buffalo Club, and you. You saw, okay, they need another group to face them and rival them. And this you, is how and we I, do it. I yeah. love the way that your brain processes things. Um, and then season two came along, and it was the start of the season, and you ran off um, with another idea. And I, I just hope season three, when it first comes said and done and it starts to <laughs> blast off like a rocket ship, I hope you do it solo, brother, because I'm ready to see the year of mages come back. I, I will say, I got a spoiler alert. Uncle Jer has a heavy this year. I got I got a young buck oh. coming up. It's going to be my heavy. Carry the titles <laughs> for me. Hang out. Ready to play. Get her. Get her. <laughs> not Aubrey. Yeah, I would not let her sign up for this. <laughs> the baby's always my Damn. Women's champions. So I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to. So my thought is honestly, I just hope a woman wins at some point this belt. <laughs> yes, because... we've been pushing that. I mean, that's been Jeremy and my I, goal from I, season one. I just want if Tanya fucking won, Jesus Christ, they probably quit. I mean, I <laughs> I quit I'm not for, living in this house I anymore. Quit forever. My, my number one thing going into this season, I really hope the season starts off with a stream. We've got all the equipment set up to where I feel like we want it to be. And I'm just curious, where is it going to happen? Um, truthfully, I, I really think that this basement, if I can get a better couch, uh, I'm literally thinking about futon um, or something. I would love to so we, see a 36-hour stream dude, live we, we can lay with all the flight. equipment. Yep. <laughs> I would love to see it happen. So if it has to happen again like it happened last year. It's funny you say that. Um so 24 hours was great last year, but I think Prototype's going to go 36. I, I I brought up an idea. I don't know if we talk about it here on the podcast. I really would like to see the people that watch determine how long it goes. And to be completely honest, uh, I've been buying all the Mario parties, like even copies of the Mario parties. So <laughs> no, we can legit go from one to super. There is now no, legit, right? There, yeah. 
I have we, I have we, most of the DS games and the. Oh, uh, I wasn't even talking DS. I, I was got talking those just too, Wii U. I, <laughs> I, got I was all. talking about the numbers. Um, I, I I it's not that I hate the DSs. It's just you can't stream them. Yeah, that's true. Um, without emulator. being emulator, and yeah. I mean at that point it's like yeah, whatever. Actual <laughs> streaming them is questionable and troubling. Yeah. No, but uh, MPL. Uh, I guess I want a woman to win the title. And I want mages to win. Um, and I hope to debut something else as well. Yeah, that's uh, so. All three of us know that we've been work. We worked all season two um, with it some. Hot, it was always hot talks. Major, major help. The biggest help, and I can't share their name. I just want it once. Um, but we <laughs> we an entire season. Actually, it really started season one when we started kind of getting jealous. Of yeah. other territories. Yeah, because um, they have all the fucking individualized stuff, and we just have the thing that everybody plays for. That everybody wants, like, that everybody has full buy-in on, so we have to share. And, um, I mean, honestly, we started the league with a belt, and we want something specific to us, which has always been our niche in the Mario Party you, League. You know what? We're, we're wrapping up. We, we do have to wrap up soon. We only right. probably got max of, like, 10 minutes because uh, we're going to get cut out. Um, something then that I have to talk about, so, uh, you um, and Mages, um, for you listeners, you guys might not know this, but the league, um, if you haven't seen or listened to the Mario party podcast, the Mario party league podcast, this league started all on just us, me and Jeremy specifically, yeah. uh, getting together <laughs> and playing random games, yeah, pretty 50 sure. round turns. We both had a passion for playing Mario party well before with other groups and even Dude, just you, each other. You legit just got me back into it. To be honest, because we went to your house, you're like, oh, I bought these games. I was like, Mario Party, I haven't played this in forever. And uh, I bought a small miniature. That What belt was it? I bought the old uh, Undisputed. Undisputed belt. And so we had that mini replica, and I told Jeremy, I was like, Wear it on my dick. Get two other people, <laughs> and I will put it up against you and the other two people. And whoever wins can take it, and they will be the champion of Mario Party. Let me ask you something. You remember who the inaugural champion was at the end of the day? (laughs) (laughs) And that's where the league, the league grew, bloomed from that. And I mean, we're almost three. We're going to start our third season, and we've recruited. I mean, we went from a few like family bros, ten people maybe to seventy almost. Uh, I mean, sixty. When I I think of the originals, I really. I mean, I don't even no no. I'm not trying. I don't want to like there's, sound it, like I'm calling people out, but like the originals were like literally me, you, Kyle, Jordan, your brother. Yeah. Like that was before. I'm not calling your name, you out, but Brian like wasn't really involved. Like yeah. Brian was our friend, but Brent Brian wasn't playing Mario Party. It's true. Um, Hoagie really but you like know what? It's knew crazy. but didn't know. It's crazy. Speaking of Brian, to be honest, real quick. Um, it's funny that you say that because from when Brian started to what he is now. Oh yeah. Like holy fuck. Yep. He's a he's a fucking same with, same with mages too though man yep like, but I mean so to go from what we were to what we are now um, even Brooke like Brooke too I really think that a lot of you um, mages this is probably even a call out to you you've got brothers sisters other friends um, you know the group of people that you play when you play on uh, this Mario Party League you know that we're very accepting of others I will say that you know I may talk a lot of shit and like be big dick and all that crap but at the end of every match and brendan can attest to this and you as well mages i shake everybody's hand and i say that was a great game i had a lot of uh, fun you, and thanks for there's playing. one game yes. you didn't shake my hand. oh one? boy 
It was way back in the day. Back in the day? Yeah. You were fucking pissed at me. Mario Party 3. Uh, I think it was probably season one. It was before we were live streaming. <laughs> that, was, that was season one was title chasing. And I ended up getting three stars on one turn. And then I jacked a star from Boo from you. And you were fucking I livid because I took you down to zero. <laughs> and the computers still were rocking two and three stars. Yeah. And you were like, I fucking hate you. You just got up. You're like, I need to go home. <laughs> Um, you know what? So MPL real quick, what's your next evolution of MPL for you? Uh, like as you as a player and behind the scenes. So me as a player, I, I mean, I'm at the bottom. I have not been playing. Um, so I, I think the sky's the limit for me as to playing. Um, I really want to find my passion that I had back in the day. Of playing, you just gotta play a fifty rounder. That's all. Mm, I, I <laughs> honestly, what I and so maybe this is me being very um, biased and pushing towards for myself. But I feel like for the um, the long stream, whether it's twenty four, thirty six, forty eight, however long it goes, um, I really want my uh, my drive to come from that. Mm-hmm. I really think us doing something positive for you guys that don't know at home. Um, the 24 hour stream that happened last year was all for charity. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, we raised money. We played for 24 hours straight. I can't even say we Jeremy played from fucking 8 PM, 9 PM ish to 9 PM the next day. It was awesome. Um, I stayed up and yeah. played another. He played, he played a bunch <laughs> of games straight from boom, 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 all the way through live on camera on but Facebook. That was, that, I wasn't the only one who did that. And he had people, people that tagged along with the people who showed up. Um, that was great. But I, I raised a bunch of money. The charity, the money that we raised to do that um, really, really, really made me feel. And I, I, I'm speaking for myself here. I know Jeremy no, yeah, and how he yeah. it made me feel like lights out. This it, is why we, that was that was like a yeah. holy shit moment. This was a league that was just started based off of friends having a little bit of fucking animosity towards each other who's the best guy at playing mario party to it was now what we've become as a core of a, a group, group of friends and family that can better bring it, light to something that doesn't get enough it came, sunlight it came from one bad guy's brain and made it into the softer side of people yep. which was great and so we were able to do something that we love which is play mario party and took but it to the next. We level. were able to raise money around it and bring awareness. Um, so I, I really, I think my passion, my drive is going to come and stem from that, and hopefully we have a good time doing that. And then um, I, I'm looking forward to the new movement being just um, a group of people working together. I'm not trying to spoil anything. A group of people working together to win something as a whole. Yes. Mages, what do you, what do you okay. got for your? This year, my next evolution, or what was it? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, next oh, evolution. Okay, there we go. Oh boy. Uh, well, my next evolution has to be uh, going to as many like live things, live meetups that we do. Because there was there was a time, you know, last year, you know, some some shit happened. But you know, there there are times when. You know, like you guys were, were having a pay-per-view or we're having an event and I just, I, you know, mentally, I just, I, I just didn't go and I didn't really have a great reason for it. And I just, I want to be 
I want to be there more. I want to be, you know, you know, as I want to be, in you know, see, see, I can see all the people more. I, I wanted to say feature, but that's not the right word, but you know, I want to, I want to be, you know, so you can see me and so we can all play, you know, live and, you know, you don't have to come to the bar at sales. It's the only time to see me, you know, yeah, I think my yeah. next evolution is just being more outgoing, being more out there, really yeah. giving a shit and, you know, getting out there as much as I can. Dude, to, to be completely honest, like a call out to everyone. I'm going to, yeah, I, I was just going to say a call oh, out yeah. to everyone. If your best friend who invited you to this league, um, isn't going to be at a organized event We're very or a very unorganized event that just randomly gets thrown together. <laughs> I mean, they are still 100% Invited. welcome. Yes. You're always, to everyone be always a part is. of yes. what happens. I may play a dick on TV, but in real life, I'm like sort of a dick. But <laughs> um, everyone's always welcome in my yeah. house, and I mean mages, especially for somebody like you, who we're we're starting to see a lot of glory, and um, we're Best starting to see it. some really good things from you. I mean, we're we're thinking of putting a, an admin title on you. Yeah. Do, um, do I honestly turn? If somebody asks me to play, do I ever turn them down? No. Ninety-nine percent of the I time. I mean, unless I something don't. legit is up. Um, but I, I, I really think mages. That's something that you. Um, I'm glad to hear that that's something that you're aiming towards goal-wise. Because I don't care if uh, a, a Geisel is at the event, um, or mm-hmm. even maybe Jeremy's not there. Um, if Brian hits you up and says, "Yo, you want to come hang out and play some Mario Party, uh, such and such," and this person's going to be there, um, feel comfortable. Right. Go hang out with the group. Yeah, like, there, there are other good people in this group besides me, Jeremy, Jordan. Like, Absolutely. if it doesn't Geisel or Dobia is in the last name, there are still good <sighs> people in this group um, that are still looking to just hang out, be a be a part of the group. So. Um, I really hope that that comes out to all of you um, that listen or are, are in the league, or if you're interested in your listening to this, message us on uh, Facebook. Um, that we would like to get to know people. It's a private group because we don't want to just let random people in. Um, there's a lot of people that love <coughs> Mario um, that would just come in, join, and see a lot of the. You wouldn't know that our egos of Mario Party are out than our actual personal, like who we really truthfully are. We don't want you to be under the wrong understanding of who we truly are. Um, Know that what we post in the group is for the group. group. It's material. Um, So that's something big. But if you want to join, we would like to really get to know you first. Um, get an understanding, maybe talk to you. And then, yeah, if you want to join, we've got people. So the we're out into six different states now, seven states. Yeah, we're growing dramatically. People are moving and it's awesome. I, I forgot we were in Illinois, baby. Oh, yeah, Minnesota. Soda squat. Uh, I will say my my last evolution, probably for me anyways, in Mario Party, and this is probably the last thing I want to do, is be the Grand Slam champion. And that's probably where my legacy ends, to be completely honest. What is a Grand Slam? We have so many titles. That's the hardest part. I need a crown and a mic in order to be the the current Grand Slam champion. (sighs) That's what I love so I've won. I've won the big belt. I've won the mini game belt. I've won the Marioathon. I've won the tags. I've won. It's more than a grand slam. Something. It's a I pentagon, an octagon. Um, but the, just the the crown and the mic, which I'm always snubbed for when when I go these. That's places. a different podcast. We're not talking about that right now. Um, it's for a different time. And then possibly the. 
thing that we have coming down the line. Yes, that that's the biggest thing. Honestly, if we uh, it's gonna break, right, um, it's gonna fucking boom. Uncle Uncle Jerry's just gonna come out here really quick. Um, to be honest, like well, if there was an MVP, I would have been the fucking MVP. Okay, well, if there was offensive player of the year, Uncle Jerry would have been offensive player of the year. But uh, no, I think uh, I want I. Like you were saying, I kind of want some of my my peeps to come up. Like I wish Aubrey were a little older so we can play together. Like hey. that's <laughs> the, the the most important thing I I think about is yeah, Aubrey's three years old right now. She's so, not going to be. So but think about Keaton at seven, <laughs> doing some big things that I were that's fucking true. fun to watch. Dude, I would love and to win the to see him. Think of where he. God, we only have five minutes. All right, I got to tell this fast. This is something that I think about that I actually recently thought about. Me and you, Jared, we talked in the kitchen for about uh, yeah, a good 10 minutes about Keaton. Yeah. Think about the story of Keaton the first season when he played in that uh, Christmas match when we played oh, for yeah. the belt. Yeah, yeah, when he took over my and shit. He didn't do too well. He Think of where he came then to yeah, he just to won a, a mic. Yeah. He just won a championship. Think of that kid that 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 three year growth, that two year growth. Dude, saying, I mean, my daughter could be doing that in five years. I wrote a prototype player profile on Keaton, and well at deserved the, at the end, very well deserved. If nobody caught it, um, I basically said, "I hope one day you just look at me and he beats me for the title and says, you know what, Uncle Jerry, you got got yeah. <laughs> prototype ain't shit no more. This is the version two right here." <laughs> I, I, I just love that. I mean, that's the, another thing. We're at the point now where this is going to be the third year. We're going to see progress and we're going to see people growing from one thing to another. So I'm just super excited. Like somebody like Keaton last year capturing that title. Did you see how happy that kid was? Yeah. Like that. That's oh, yeah. why I did this. If I will say, if we have to play another game for the crown or Mike, it's just too easy, bro. If we're playing super. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, Jer. <laughs> All right, everybody, we got to sign off. All right, yeah. My sign off is what I just said. I love seeing the progress in the Mario Party League, and I'm so excited to see people like Keaton, who went from being snubbed and not doing too well um, against top guns like his dad, me, was, Uncle Jer. That's always my boy. And now a, a title holder for the first time, and I can't wait to see many more titles from that kid because he's going to have the most excitement out of most of these people in this league. Um, I'm just excited yeah. to see all that. Okay. Jer, what's your sign off? Uh, I actually have a quote, and I was thinking about this on the car ride over. Um, hard work pays off. Uh, this is quoting somebody directly. Uh, hard work pays off. Tough times don't last. Um, no, I think I see now I completely fucked that <sighs> all up. All right, Mr. Majors, what's your sign off? Jer's coming back. My, yeah. my sign off is uh, uh, I love the Mario Party League to death. Love everyone in it. Uh, and uh, it, it, but real quick, uh, if anyone's listening, please listen to episode five. It was a it was an interview with Nick Woods. It, it's not our typical thing, but it was fantastic. I just listened to the I, whole thing earlier today. I it was fucking great. I, I also wanted to say that Mages, that you took the words oh. right out of my mouth. That was I told I told Brennan that made me feel at home and that made me feel good. Um, I will say. Yes. Uh, also, that Jameis Winston, I would take over ninety <laughs> uh, percent of the quarterbacks, and I would with my boy Superman. So um, <laughs> it's funny during the conversation we had fantasy wise. <laughs> I was like, man, I got the two biggest hand supporters, and then I started thinking about Winston. Yeah, and I was like, Winston's damn, we got boy. a really big Jameis. Ja- Jabu is my fucking boy. Um, okay, so I got it. Um, hard work pays off. Dreams do come true. Tough times don't last. But bad guys do. There we go. 
I greatly appreciate Thanks, everybody Razor. listening. Um, something that I'm dumbfounded by is, yeah, you guys bring up episode five. Um, it was kind of a fluke and random. My boy uh, Nick Woods needs more exposure um, in the music world. It really deserves it. Fell. I was kind of sad. <laughs> we'll talk about it next. Um, Nick Woods really deserves. He puts in a ton of work towards his music, and uh, it's actually our second least listen to episode which is dumbfounding to me i actually messaged him yesterday um and i'm kind of surprised by that um i think nick woods the personality that that kid brings out is so heavily he's so charismatic um he's somebody that i really hope would join the league um for the mario party league um just for the fun he's played a bunch he's played he just doesn't want to like commit to being in the league and i think he needs to drop his drawers and just fucking commit and run naked true um, but Speaking I, of I, naked. I greatly appreciate <laughs> you, Mr. Mages and Jeremy for bringing that up. I, um, it made me feel at home, dude. That the was podcast the best part. that I, for doing this is just to kind of reach out to you, all of you listeners. I just do it to talk. I'm a social person. Um, COVID brought mm-hmm. out some wicked things and I thought, why not do a podcast? I got the, the, the materials and the hardware to do it. I had to wait in line to get on this fucking podcast. <laughs> have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> didn't like you. It was one of those parts where we were brothers and we didn't like talking to each other. Um, and uh, I greatly appreciate all of you for listening. Um, but please yeah. check out episode five. Um, if you want a please. raw emotion and just to be able to hear the kind of guy he is, yep. um, support his music. He is by far one of the best people that you will ever get to know in your still life. Wait, still waiting for Nick Woods running some miles up. And I greatly appreciate you guys listening to me. Mages um, chit chat with uh, the prototype. Uh, Jeremy Dobius is also one of those guys. He's uh, yeah, he's got yeah, a personality yeah. that will light up a room. Um, I have any time I've gone somewhere where I can have a plus one and I can't bring Connie because she's pregnant. It's happened multiple times. Um Oh. I got I got my guy the prototype Jeremy Dobie yeah, coming no. with me. You know what? This is a nice. He thing lights Brennan, up a room. This is the nicest thing Brennan said to me in about ten years. So this is great. Thanks, bro. Uh, I believe thank, it. You're always welcome. Uh, the running educator. We're going to subscribe to you. Thank you so much for listening all this time. You Sorry, gave this us some so shout long. outs and gifts <laughs> and whatnot. And you know what? I expected this to be long. I expected this to take forever. I could probably make twelve more with this. I could. We're, this is episode one of many more with Jeremy Dobie. I know that. Sure. All right, Mr. Pages. We love you. We, I love you, you too just as much. See you later. Call me. Okay. Too obvious. 
And they learn my phones, they keep in touch. It's 4 a.m., leave it in the brush, way too drunk. Tap that lift to pick me up, says you wanna come. Be here in three, you leave it with me, then grab your clutch. She alcohol and drugs, that's gonna keep her up. Just for fun, way too turned up. Can't fall for love, and that's a plus. More alcohol. Mixed with some lust And God with straws And God we trust Keep going hard From dawn to dust Too many thoughts Ain't adding up Just grab a cup And catch his buzz Don't ask us why It's just because Just getting by, yeah I'm living life Two at a time, yeah Girl, that's my tie Just hit my line, yeah I'ma slide, a real good time, hell of a night.